I almost <sighs> said ask Katie anything. I don't know where I'm at. What day is it? What's happening? Hello, everybody. My name is Katie. And I'm Sean. Hello, hello. Welcome back. This is where we talk about nonsense, read your letters, and have a good old time. Yeah. Is that, it's a is great that week so far. True? Yeah, we've been walking a lot. It's, uh, it's <laughs> good for the mind. I think I read somewhere or heard somewhere that uh-huh. uh, a lot of people who, who are great thinkers yeah, they walk. walk. That's the secret. So if you're looking to un- unlock your brain, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars on courseware. You just walk. And then the ideas, and it's true. It is. I walked today. I had a lot of ideas. Flights of ideas. They escape me now, but uh, (laughs) at the time they were brilliant ideas. Well, I feel like it, I mean, I used to go for walks and listen to podcasts and that's a little bit different. I think you kind of just have to go walking. Like we don't put any music on or anything. Go walking. After midnight searching for you. Um, Anyways, I think that when we do, when we walk about I don't know. It gives us time to like process and chat through everything. We bandy about ideas. We do. We talk about different merch things and things that we'd like to do and homes that we love, but we can't afford. We talk Mm, about a lot of things. Mainly we just go dog watching. We do. We definitely do that. I would be interested in, I know I've got a lot of floof on me. Covered in floof. For those of you just listening, my wife is uh, grooming me as we speak. And strings. What happened to you? I would like to have a dog log. A dog log. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. the one they leave on your lawn, but like a log book. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Take it easy. Whoa, whoa, okay. whoa. We met the prettiest German shepherd today. Oh, we made a new friend. What a good boy. He was a good boy. He so, jumped on you. He was so excited. But it was really cool. And he made me think of my dog, Chachi. So He was you know, super fluffy. Yeah. He was like a German shepherd. Uh, a long-haired German shepherd, I think they're called. I they're not all long-haired like okay, that. Okay. It was long and fluffy. Like he'd just recently been groomed because his hair was super fluffy, pretty clean. Shiny. He was in our path. We were going to go down the alleyway and there was this lady with her dog and she kind of wasn't sure where we were going. Yeah. And we were, we were like, cause when we're outside and we're walking, we don't always have our masks on until we encounter other people. Cause there's not always other people around. So we put our masks on and we walked, you know, gave a good, I yeah. don't know. It's like room. social etiquette. You yeah, know, you give to, the space. But she, she was just kind of held where she was. No, we always compliment their dogs. I was like, pretty dog. Yeah. And the dog clearly spoke English. And he was like, he thank perked, you. He perked right thank up. You. <laughs> you like my tail? He wugged his tail. Like wugged? A, he wugged his tail there. You know, <laughs> the guy, he wugged his tail. Uh, no, but then she was like, he's friendly. And she kind of let out some leash. And, I, and then we get to pet him. Yeah. I walked up to him and he jumped. Kind he of like, on but not aggressively. He just oh, like no, kind of like, stood like up like a bear. Like he wanted to hug you, kind of like yeah. get closer to your face. And then he put his wet paws all over me, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it was. And fine. She said, "Oh, he just swam. I'm sorry, he's wet." He was just out in but the it ocean. It wasn't dirty. What a lucky dog. I know. Go for a swim in the ocean. Have a nice owner that does that for you. you yeah, know? It takes you out. Yeah, you got to meet us. He was pretty. He was like, "Hey guys, I was excited." Yeah. He's a pretty dog. Anyway, we saw well, a lot of pretty dogs. I would like to have a dog log where I log all these dogs. I'm take a photo and then take be a like, photo, put it in the log, share it. Do you want to ask them what their name is so you can label them appropriately? Yeah, maybe interview them. Oh. What do you like to eat? How do you have such a fur? You know, excuse uh, shiny me, sir. Coat? Yeah. What do you do for such a fluffy tail? Yeah. And it just sounds like this. <laughs> and that's all you get. That's your interview. Yeah. Thanks. Compelling. <laughs> It's basically Instagram, but just with dogs in it. Cause I don't care about what people are doing with their daily life. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what it's are true. you cooking? What are you blah, blah, blah. Bragging blah, blah, about blah. your best day. Who cares? Just show us more pictures of the dog. Exactly. That's like me with the squirrel. Jill, uh, this girl's a squirrel on Instagram. Been following her for years. And I seriously, it's like the only person on Instagram that I actually watch all their stories and stuff. Cause I'm like, yes, show me her eating sugar snap peas again and almond yogurt. As a, uh, 
So we have all this information in the world, all mm -hmm. these people posting, yet the most compelling information you find is a squirrel's daily life. That shows you how boring the other people on Instagram is. Well, I just am sick of it. I don't, is anybody else sick of it? And it's funny. I'm even sick of myself that way. Like, are people really that engaged with like, look at this thing that I'm wearing? Like, bitch, I'm not leaving the house. I don't really care. And sorry, not sorry. I don't know. I'm just kind of sick of the internet. Social, although I will not TikTok. I love TikTok mainly because it's mostly animals. Like I saw a Bernese mountain dog try to get woken up in the morning to go for its walk before mom had to go to work or whatever. Okay. And it was not having it. She was like, come on, buddy, time to get up. And he was like, see, I was like, I love that dog. What's the uh, phrase that people use? Uh, this is the content I'm here for. Yes. Hashtag mood. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're super cool. <sighs> so anyway, I love TikTok. Awesome. So we're back at work. We're, uh, we're, we're, we've been back at work. We've well, yeah, but now we're full swing. Okay. Like, uh, everybody's working for the weekend. Sort of uh -huh. yeah. We're back in that. Yeah. So first we were just like cruising and now we're like, everybody's working for the weekend. 100%. Yeah. 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 Jam I it out, Katie. I always, always, Ugh. every time I do it, I think it's going to get close to this and the sound reverberates and it makes my nose itch. At the I end. thought it was just me. I'm like, I feel like. My yeah. schnozzeruni gets It makes ticklish. you want to, yeah. I do it on Ask Katie Anything all the time. I'm like, I'm sorry. My nose is itching like crazy. Hmm. They call it podcaster's nose. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I was injured at work. I, have, I, had I to need apply to apply for disability. I need I, disability for my pod nose. <laughs> yep. 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 Oh, boy, boy. We have quite a few letters. Uh, last week. Do we? We went a little off the rails on episode 50. We mm -hmm. talked about some nonsense, but it reverberated around <gasps> the world. Around world, the world. world, world, world or Mr. World, Worldwide. World. Is that Mr. Worldwide. Boo, 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 boo. Boo. It, uh, it sparked some interest. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was the idea of the love letter uh, book or sorry, the romance novel book. Or <gasps> yes, the draw the drawings. Did we get any drawings? <laughs> yeah. Hello, my name is Simon. We did get some drawings. Um, I'll put them on the screen when we get to those letters. Okay. Uh, yeah, you want to kick us off sure. this week around oh, yeah, you the like world? Me, you like me to read. I forgot. Yeah. This is from Jana. Hi, Jana. And by the way, yeah. I, I believe Jana is in Slovakia. Is that correct? I think that is correct. Yeah. We, we were going to try to go there, but then we couldn't get funding or something. Our numbers in Slovakia on Apple Podcasts keep like going up. It's really funny. Jana, share it with all your friends. Apparently, Jana is sharing or we're just... Or Jane. Yeah, I'm sorry. Am I saying that wrong? Yes, Jane. Yeah. Okay. My bad. Okay. Hi, Katie and Sean. Hello. Howdy do. Thanks for reading my email on the latest podcast. I got to watch it this weekend and it was a surprise for me as I did not expect it. So thank you. Of course, we aim to please. I will gladly be employee number five. I cannot wait for new podcasts. I know I'm not supposed to ask here about AKA or Katie's videos, but could Katie shoot a video about humor in therapy? Oh, like, like laughing for therapy? Gelatology? Am I saying that right? Looks like gel, G-E-L. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. Gelatology, gelatology. It's like GIF. It's a GIF or GIF. We got into an argument about that the other day. I find uh, the mental health field confusing because there's so many branches and styles and different things. It's really fascinating. But as a layperson, there's all, you know, people, I'm sure it's just like with, you're a mechanic. Yeah, but what kind of mechanic are you? Well, I work on cars yeah, or I work on buses. You know, there's so many, or I'm a veterinarian. Even a doctor. Do Think about a doctor, a cardiologist, a hematologist, a right. podiatrist. So I don't know what the yeah. humor doctor is, but I've I'm never, all for it. I've never heard of it. I'm imagining you go into that office and it would be like, we're just going to watch Monty Python together and we're going to laugh. And 
you know yeah i mean in the same way that you would prescribe and prescribe i'm not a doctor but it's like prescribing homework like you're giving someone something to do um you prescribe that like i've told, told a lot of patients like i want you to put on a sad show and i want you to just let yourself cry which spoilers usually they can't but it's okay we're trying to get there right so i could see the same being the flip-flop of being like be happy go watch i don't know it's the bobby mcferrin school of therapy don't worry be happy is that Mm, maybe okay uh there is such a thing as solution focused therapy where you ask like this magic question like if you woke up tomorrow and all your problems were solved and everything was better how would you know and you focus on like solutions so it's not you don't focus on the problem and like teasing it out like when do you think this started what get to the root it's more like imagine that this was all better what can we do to track back and make that happen it's interesting i like that idea i subscribe you have your goals and then you have to work towards your goals yep but you focus on the goals you don't get caught in the weeds of the negative stuff Ah, yeah, yeah. so and there's probably way more like a lot more to it i add some stuff in like I will ask my patients, like if this was all better, then how would you know? Like, tell me about that because then they can kind of see you see the path forward a little bit. It's a trick, a trick. Um, anyway, she says maybe a question: Do you value humor as a great part of a relationship or something that you can, that can help but not significantly? Sending hugs and stay safe. Oh, I think that it's is one hundred percent important. Huge. It's so important if huge. the other person doesn't get your humor. Yeah. God, what a boring time that would be. And mm-hmm. honestly. I started off as a six in the looks department, but an eight in the laugh department. And as I get older, my laugh department may go down to a six, but my looks are definitely going to go down to a four, you know? So so (laughs) I think I got to keep my, that's not true. I think that what it is, is like, to your point, you have to have the same sense of humor. Yeah. Self-deprecating is my style. Yeah. But it's not even that, like we watched Tropic Thunder on one of our first dates and we thought that was hilarious and ridiculous. And we've always had a, a good banter maybe that's why the movies are like the dating game of of your yeah because if you're like i loved it of old. or if they're like hey let's go see this and it's like a horror film and i'm like no right but we're i'm, not I'm gonna, into it yeah then i'd yeah. be like Mm-mm. Yeah. i mean i don't think that would really ruin the relationship per se but if we didn't have interest in the same things but i think even more than that it's humor like you have to i think not enough people enjoy their partners yes and uh, this reminds me of a conversation we heard last week on the Dark Horse podcast, uh-huh. or maybe the week before. And there's a famous saying. Did we already talk about this? I don't. It's not familiar to me yet. Uh, a playwright, an American playwright, Tom Stoppard. I don't think we talked about this. The line that uh, Heather Hying, Doctor Heather Hying, sorry, uh, talked about was, <laughs> "Laughter is the sound of comprehension." Oh no, you were talking about it, but we haven't talked about it on here. Yeah. So I, I think that you told line Barry or- is your dad or it just something. it made so much sense you know sometimes when someone writes something that's so yeah uh so well written and in a concise format but that's perfect. to me yeah, efficient for... writing that that has like flair <laughs> and i got i i don't know who tom stoppard is apparently he's a famous playwright who's the the funniest guy going right now yeah uh when you hear a line like that laughter is the sound of comprehension Wow, how it's concise. so true. Yeah, it's so true. So if someone else has the same laughter as you, you kind of comprehend the world. You understand each other. You both have, you know, a weird lens that you're looking through, but it's similar. So you got your pod nose. I got on? pod nose. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I think it is a, an understanding, a mutual understanding, which even makes me think about the reason that I love Christina P's comedy so much, is because I get it. 
I get her, she gets me. It's that mutual understanding that you feel from that. Even though this is prior to like me even getting to know her, maybe, you know, I mean, I guess in my case, I didn't know of her comedy before I knew her personally, but that probably helps so that there's not a parasocial relationship going on. Yeah. But still me with the big words, huh? Check out the big brain on bread. So wicked smart. But I think uh, with that, with that thought process, it's like, because I feel like she gets me and I get her, her comedy is that much more engaging. Well, that's why when you see all these uh, people doing stand up comedy, all these specials on Netflix, I don't get half of them. Some well, a lot of them, of them like, don't resonate. That, yeah. Yeah. Who's the dude who does the ventriloquism with the. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't like it. But he had so many specials. People love him. Yes. Jeff Dunham. Yes. Um, so who am I to say he's not funny? No, but it's not. It's not that. That's the thing about it. That's when it comes to Comedy art or subjective. creation. Well, just art or creation. It's not. He's not funny. Yeah. Or that what they create is bad. It's that's not the type of comedy that I enjoy. Or that art isn't what I enjoy. I think yeah. people need to change the way they, because people like to pass judgment. Even on YouTube creators, we could be like, oh, that's trash content. No, that's just not content that I'm interested in. We also have to be able to separate the artist from the art. Mm-hmm. Because in today's day and age, there's there's a ton of art. Mm-hmm. But in order to create art, sometimes you have to be a little damaged. Not all the time, but it, it does produce good material. Yeah. However, along with, a damaged artist comes maybe some dark territory and we're discovering all these people who were idolized and put on a pedestal. Well, they're really fallible. Like there's some like Cosby would be a good example. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. A bad human. If, if you go by what he was convicted on, yeah. but wow, what a funny guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what an important person on television at one point. Yeah. And a lot of people looked up to the person, same thing, Phil Spector. Mm-hmm. I don't know who, if everyone knows about, Phil Spector, he's a mega music producer. He just passed away last week. Complete scumbag in his private life. I had no idea. I don't know enough he, about him. I know you've talked about him recently, but yeah, that he name murdered is... uh, a woman. Oh yeah, that he yeah, brought yeah. Home you from told the, me. Yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and he lost the court case, went to jail for murder. But Phil Spector is like the crazy mad scientist with the crazy hair, and like well, sometimes just there's a weird. fine line between super intelligent, super talented, right. and completely like. A psychopath. Yeah. So this dude's a total nut job who ended up killing a woman. Uh, and it was, it was deviant as well. What went on. Okay. Let's not get into that. Well, Moving no, on. But the point being is that he, um, he also wrote to do run, 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 to do run, run. And, <laughs> and that's catchy. I met God him at damn, is it catchy. To do run, run, run. Well, you, you know can what say mean? that about a lot of things. And he did all the Beach Boys big stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like the, his. It's all famous, wholesome music. The wall of sound. He, <laughs> he took all these giant symphonies and he put that to these backing tracks of like pop music. And yeah. it was something the world had never heard. And it transformed the world. The guy did some good stuff. So separating the artist from the art is, I think, uh, something that has to be examined now because these people are flawed. Yeah. Well, and, and there is. But a- do you cancel all the do run run like is that erased because this person was a bad person i don't know well that's the tricky thing and i don't think so because uh, i mean first of all the guy should have been in prison and never been able to create music which is sad because then we would have missed out on all of that but bad people don't deserve to be out roaming the streets for for, like free doing what they want making gazillions of dollars Also, i don't know if the artist was bad when they were creating it 
it just so happened later in his life yeah. he was a weirdo i don't know if he was always that way who knows yeah and money does some strange things to people but i believe it like it's almost like the old adage of like what soberness conceals drunkenness reveals so it's right. like what poor conceals money reveals you know real oh, yeah. people become like their true selves yeah um, when you're when you're not restricted by mm-hmm. like charlie sheen didn't always he grew up very privileged but when he had like fuck you money fuck you money when he what was the show he did uh oh, oh three men and a little baby no uh it's like something men yeah i don't know some golden bad. golden girls he was mm-hmm. on that no it's just like traditional television shit we don't watch yeah Two, two men. Two men and a little baby? No, that's not. That was in film, and I know that you know that, and you just keep His name was it. Charlie on it, right? Yes. Okay. Charlie Sheen. Uh, oh, his net worth is $10 million, apparently. Charles in charge? Or that's how much he makes a year, I guess. Yeah. No, it's not Charlie. Come on now, Sean. Stop saying stuff. Two and a half men. Ah, uh, yeah, that, that's right. The kid was He's also on Spin City. Wow, well, I forgot. Yeah. He made a ton of money off of two and a half yeah. men. So he's untouchable, right? So if he spins out of control... I mean, it goes on a crazy drug binge. Who's to tell him no? Yeah. And what are people supposed to do? Because that's the thing that I find. I don't know. I'm sure everybody else feels this way. And I don't really want to go down this rabbit hole too much longer because it's so fucking depressing. But I get so pissed off when it feels like there's two sets of laws. And I know everybody recognizes this, but having money and not having money means you have two different sets of laws essentially even though they're like oh the legal system blah blah blah. i'm like "Uh, i don't think it's just laws though i think it's it's society it's life you're if you have the tools the means to live a fabulous life like money is just tools for like uh, all sorts of things right from legal teams to support and resources but anyways what i was going to say is that i don't know when it comes to that, like, then it feels like even though that guy was a goddamn dirtbag, like not necessarily Charlie Sheen, but Phil Spector, Phil Spector. Yeah. but and I'm glad he was convicted, but sometimes people aren't. And like, you know, Bill Cosby was in court for how long and how many women had to come forward before they're like, Oh, I think something might happen. And oh. people are still posting. Like if you look at his, uh, Instagram, which I was looking at for a little while, uh, people post like free Cosby and oh, you know, Christ. I'm with you, Dr. Cosby. And but, I mean, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion, sure, but it doesn't but matter by the way. Ours doesn't either. It's like alternate facts, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. How many people have to say something bad happened before you're like, or I how think, many people are willing to turn a blind eye? I don't know, but that's the thing. It's always shocking. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it yeah. anymore because it's goddamn depressing and that's not what we're here for. Um, but yeah, it's, it's what we're, how are we even, how do we even get around to that? Let's, dun, dun, dun. let's move on. Question <laughs> question of every episode. Next letter from Aaron. Hey, Katie and Sean. Congratulations on one year of podcasts. Whoop, 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 boo, boo. Almost, right? Yeah, we have one more episode after this one. one and more? then we'll be on to season two. It's awesome. We're doing, I don't know, we're just making up what our season is. So <gasps> she one, sent, She's the one that sent that voice recording. Ah, uh, we're going to play <laughs> it right now. Let's hold still and let's react. Well, we have to hear it, Sean. Do you want me to play it? Yes. <laughs> Let's react. I was like, how I'm does that work in post? Acting. acting. Yeah, good point. Okay, well, cover for me for a second, Katie. Oh, okay. Because, uh, so, it says, you asked for a voice recording, and well, um, it's, well, that's just me. Wait, hold on. Voice recording, go. and well, oh, let me tell you just how lucky you are. I actually did one for you. I say this because I hate recording my voice, but I thought about it and how much you two mean to me and I couldn't pass it up. Love you both. Hugs, Aaron. Hugs back. I'm so excited. Okay. Aaron, let me tell you something. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this properly, but I think I can. I think Um, I can. I think I can. I am mortified by being on camera and also hearing my own voice and having to edit it is 
Welcome to my world. It's really strange. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciate you sending this in actually more than you may know. Hi, Katie and Sean. This is Aaron from Toronto, yeah. Canada. I just wanted to say thank you so much for an amazing year. So it was laughter and fun on opinions that don't matter. Yay. Um, thank you so much for all that you've done. Help, you've helped me through the pandemic so far. And um, just thank you for being who you are and Love it. doing what you do. You're both amazing. I love you both. And hopefully there's another year or more coming out of this <laughs> podcast. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank Definitely you. at least another year or more. Now, I actually have to no be intention fair, of stopping. There was about nine voicemails saying, Sean, Katie, get out of here. Stop. No. Say, you we know. have a wonderful no. community. How I dare, really how, appreciate that. How dare you? That, that feels good to hear. And yeah. I'm not previewing stuff beforehand, so I had no idea what to expect. And uh, it's just nice to hear your voice. And, yeah. And um, put a voice to the name. And kind words. So <laughs> I was a little nervous because I was like, I haven't listened yet. <laughs> I print the letters out and take the media and well, otherwise, it's all a surprise. Otherwise, yeah, we have the problem where then we've already read it and it doesn't work as well. Yep. So we, we were reading, we're learning along with you. Okay. Thank cool. you, Aaron. That Thank was you. really sweet. Totally made our day. And um, it's one year, one year down. Aaron, I'm I'm hoping that you're a Montreal Canadiens fan. You said that you're in Toronto, She's, but mm -hmm. you know, you never know. You might be a Leafs fan. Either I, way, I don't know. You know, we're we're in this together. So uh, in the bubble together. Best of luck in the bubble. <laughs> Playing game after game after game. It's Man, I can't believe we can't go back to Canada anytime I soon. I know. We we're trying to figure out, and I'm sure a lot of you out there are doing the same thing, but like how and if it because for us it's like we've been we've been doing our best we've been staying here we haven't seen anybody and we're like how do we see our family like how long do we let like how much time do we allow to go by before we try to figure out a safe way to do it right so uh for those of you who are listening in different parts of the world currently our situation is we're uh in california and Yes. Katie has family or our family's up in Washington state and then uh, Montreal, uh, Canada, which is on the east coast of Canada. And that's in the north. It's above the United States. Yeah, it's like all the way above out. You're talking like up, up like Maine. It's yeah. like equal with Maine. Almost. Basically, it's and like basically Maine. Byron, you go up from New York and then go through Vermont and then you go through over the border and there you are. Yeah. <laughs> the Lincoln Tunnel. Mm -hmm. uh, so and then I came through. The Lincoln and there's Tunnel. rules, right? Between going back and forth between different countries, traveling and with coronavirus. So in order to go to Canada, mm -hmm. you can't drive across the border. There's no land crossing. However, you, you can, can fly, fly, which is so strange. But when you fly, you, you want to respect the laws of the country that you're going into. Obviously, mm -hmm. they're requesting, I think it's a 14 day quarantine. Yeah. So well, if you're going to go be our whole vacation, exactly. Like, so you're going to tack on 14 days on and how top do we of that. afford to stay in a hotel for that long. And then, and when you come back home, you're going to have to quarantine. Now we are fortunate enough to work from home. Yeah. We could quarantine easily here, but, but not 14 so days on top there. of your vacation. You'd be like. On the 14th day, you meet up for lunch and then you jump on a plane and go home. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's really been limiting. So we're not sure how to do that yet. Um, but for Washington, since my family's just north, we're debating driving. Like, because that's a, a low, and we don't have to encounter people. Yep. Other than gas station stuff, but that's not. What is it, 20 hours? Yeah, around there. I bet I could do it in 18. I did when I was a kid when I came down for you school. did 18? Yeah. What if we do 16? No, no. 
No, Joe Tolley, we're not going to go 100 miles an hour on the freeway. <laughs> Joe Tolley just got called out. Ever since he came back from Florida, though, he doesn't drive like no, a madman. No, he man. doesn't. It's funny. It's Here's like, it. It's so funny. Okay, you know, so, mm-hmm. in the United States, the, uh, for anyone who's listening out there, a cultural thing that goes on here is um, fuel, petrol, is dirt cheap compared to other places in the world. I was like, I wouldn't say it's dirt cheap, but yes, compared... There are some other countries where it's very cheap. When you go to the UK, like by the liter, and I tried to calculate how many liters in a gallon, I was like, holy like, shit. That car only has three cylinders. Yeah, they're trying to be efficient. You know, <laughs> That's why cars are like teeny, like meep, meep. Right, when you makes go to, sense. Yeah, you France come to or... America, the motorcycles are giant, what do they call them? Hogs. Hogs. Right? And they're not crotch rockets. rockets. No, they're... They call it. People have crotch rockets are, too, though. Yeah, but America, like big road-hugging weight motorcycles, big road-hugging vehicles. So, so Joe Tolley... Somewhat had a giant suburban well yeah i was like was it a tahoe or suburban suburban yeah and we would go up to mammoth yeah which is supposed to be a six-hour drive we'd make it in like 30 minutes no and have to go through three tanks of gas so many tanks of gas it'd be like two tanks of gas and we'd get there in like five hours instead of but fuel was so cheap and now but but also i don't want to die i remember the first time i was like oh man oh (laughs) give me the willies yeah He's a good driver, though. I appreciate his. Yeah, he wasn't. Skills. It wasn't actually scary. He wasn't like swerving around. Like However, he kind of came of age learning how to drive, uh, doing the Baja One Thousand sort of race. He was always in mm-hmm. in off road racing through his family. Well, his stepdad was through that. Yeah, yeah, he was involved in that. Which means you're looking at a screen, you're looking at a map, you're looking at the you know all these things are going on <laughs> because you're a professional race car driver. <laughs> Unbeknownst to me, Joe had this skill set. So the first time I got in the car with him, he's got five he's got a tom tom going he's got oh. you know sean and i were just talking about that do you guys remember tom toms does anybody out there know what we're talking about when we say tom tom because when i first got my sales job this is i don't even know six eight years ago by now yeah long time ago you guys oh it's like eight years nine years ago long time ago yeah yeah anyway oh probably 10 because we moved yeah do i hear 11 it's been a long time anyway i had a sales job i told you guys like years and years ago and when you're a salesperson, you like drive from place to place. And so when I got that job, uh, while I was still actually working part time as a therapist, because trying to make money is difficult. And Sean had gotten me a Tom Tom as a gift because I didn't I didn't know my way around to like get to certain office buildings and stuff. And so if you've ever I, I found visited it. Los Angeles, you probably know that some streets are safer than others and some areas you don't want to get lost in. Not that you had anything in your territory that no, was sketchy. I had nice, but, but yeah. Could have been. Also, yeah. I just didn't want to get lost and be late for things. Um, anyway, and it was funny because when we got our, our new car, I went through my bag of like car stuff because I hadn't had a car in a long time. If you guys don't know when I when we like downsized and only had one car for many years. And so I had this bag of just stuff from my car days and it had my Tom Tom in it. And I was like, Oh my God. You Old fire technology. it up and it's like, <coughs> Katie, I know. where have you been? <laughs> loading, 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 yeah. right? Just spinning and spinning. Anyway. Okay. Thank you, Aaron, for your voice. I was like, where were we at with her voicemail? Or should we move on? Yeah. We have or weren't you talking about, Oh, Joe Tolly and the things. We didn't oh, finish that story. He uh, would have all sorts of stuff running his Tom Tom. Yeah, but he was a professionally trained driver, unbeknownst to me. I don't think that's true. Pretty much. I think you're, it's a stretch. Well, I trust in his driving. However, oh, I trust in his driving too. I'm just time, saying that I don't think he's like trained to be like, you shouldn't be looking like three screens. We were out by Air Force, uh, Edwards Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of washouts that run through the desert. If you've ever seen the typical California desert, this is what it looks like. It's got some, you know, cactus and 
not much else, just rocks and, yeah, and tumbleweed. moonscape, you know? A lot of t- tumbleweed. And we're flying through there and we're so excited because there's a giant snowstorm. So we're going up to Mammoth Mountain. Mm-hmm. We're going to get great powder. Uh, we've got the truck loaded up with a bunch of gear. However, we were just at Mammoth the day before and there were people that were with us that we had to return down to Orange County. And then we got home and Joe was like, dude, the snow's going to be great. Let's go. Let's go back. So we turned around. We bombed back up to the mountain. <laughs> six hour drive. On our way up there, I think there were four of us in the truck. Oh, is that where you got stuck at like Bishop or something? No. Mojave? But yeah, as we're going through, there's this washout, which is basically a dry riverbed. And the riverbed isn't dry because it's the craziest rainstorm is happening. That's why we're going back up Mm -hmm. the mountain because that elevation. Yeah, when you know it's raining here, you know it's snowing there and you get really excited. I was excited. It was big, fat old rain coming out sideways. I know. It used to be that way in California in the wintertime. And we just, we had some this year, but. And as we're driving and it's, it's like around six. So like there's a little bit of light still, mm-hmm. but not that much. You can see this, this weird shimmery surface. Oh, you gotta, you're in a hydroplane. There's a ton of water on the road. We're going to drive I'm through from, a river. I'm from the land of rain. It was a, a washout and it was filled with water rushing sideways. And Joe hit it. Maybe about 85 miles an hour. I'm going to say 75, 85 miles an hour. (laughs) And we were like, I mean, everyone in the car was like, ah, and a giant wave. Yes, came over the the hood of this giant suburban. And it never wavered. The vehicle was so true as we flew through it. But I kid you not, I look out the window and a little fish swam by. No. And he was like looking at me and I was looking at him just for a second. Sean likes to dramatize. You already have a great story. Why you got to fake it out? We came through on the other side. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It was like Moses uh, parting the sea, except with a suburban. You Mm. know what I mean? It was a good suburban story. You guys are like Moses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, no, I was more like a follower. I wasn't Moses. Joe's Moses. Joseph. Joseph. (laughs) Thanks, Joseph. (laughs) What a stupid story. Why did I even bring it up? Because it's funny. And it's cool. We have a great. I miss those days. And I was I know, thinking about ski hills. And God, now we, Mammoth fucking sucks a dick. It's too it's expensive. Horrible. I hate it. Um, but you guys, they have raised their prices. I, I've got what grinds my gears. I'm going to get into it. I think we explained this last week, too. Did we? Yeah. Well, it grinds my gears again. A double grind. A do, double grind. A double grind, please. Go ahead. Katie. I'd actually like to not have a double grind, but whatever. So here we are. Week number two. You can't raise your prices to the point like we, when we bought our first. I want to say my first season pass there was five seventy five. Yeah, that's about right. And then I think we stopped at like six fifty. No. Uh, oh no, you bought it that one year for me when I was super broke. It was, yeah, it was like eleven hundred bucks, but I figured we'd split it because it came with some extra mm-hmm. perks, and so I figured, well, at least it. I did some weird math. Some gazintas seven yeah, you goes do, into twenty one. Three times carry the five, and he came out square with square root. That no, stop. No Pythagorean theorem. So anyway, <laughs> we. We got, had season passes for five years. Yeah, I, I, I did it say. probably. Uh, probably for, did eight I did it ten. probably about a decade altogether. Yeah, and then, then the last, then we got we were broke because we I quit my full time job and, and so we couldn't afford it for a while, but we'd still go here and there and we yeah. and remember Joe would let us get his cheaper tickets with his pass because they used to give you, uh, it was like a buddy pass. Yep, and you get one for like fifty five or eighty five or something. Anyway, and we do half days because we're not morning people. Who we fooling? Also, I can't work out for like eight hours doing that. I got a good like mm, four hours in me and then I'm pooped, you know? Oh, totally. So, I'm, I'm a half day guy myself. Yeah, we're just half day people. So anyway, 
we went up to Mammoth. This I'm actually thankful we went when we went, but we went over Valentine's Day weekend last year, right before COVID hit. And you guys, oh, so many people in our community are so gracious. They had sent me some gift cards. And this was like a thank you for the year or something. You guys are just the best. And I'd save them because I was like, I'm going to use them for Mammoth. We're going to use them because when everybody sends them, they're like, use it on something for yourself, blah, blah, blah. And I take that to heart. And so I had saved these. And I had like $200 worth of gift cards. And I was like, this is going to be the cheapest weekend ever, you guys. This is going to be amazing. Um, No. Our first day buying tickets, when the girl gave me the total, she's like, okay, that'll be two ninety five. dollars I was the like, cash register was broken. Yeah, two ninety five. dollars I was like, what? I don't even know how much it was. It was almost $300 or over $300. Maybe it was three ninety five. dollars I well, think you, each ticket was like 150 something. Per day. Yeah, per yeah. day, you guys. I was like- And we bought a two day for each of us. Wait, what? It was, it was it, ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Anyways, used all my gift cards, all of my monies- well, I mean, our monies. I'm talking to my monies, but it was our monies. Well, the point being is... It was a fucking expensive. It's too bougie of a place for us we're now. Too, it's too fancy, Mammoth. You know? You're too fancy. So, we're free agents, and we're looking... We're evaluating... There may be some other teams we join. Mm-hmm. June Mountain is one. We've also looked um, at Taos, because we're going to Austin, and Taos is in New Mexico. Sounds yeah. amazing. Uh, maybe... Maybe somewhere in France. Maybe Japan. I don't know. I we don't have know. a lot of options. Uh, travel, travel, travel. Jeremy, I would like you to hit us up and let us know where we should go snowboarding. Do they even have mountains in Australia? They do. The blue mountains? The, blue mountains. the smoky blue mountains? No, just the blue. The, okay. The blue mountains. Uh, they, have ski, they have a small. They do have small little. ski hills. I don't know, but you let me know. Jeremy, travel, 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 Jeremy. But also, you guys let us know. Where have you skied? Where should we look at? Ooh, we are if, in the market. If you have some skiing stories. Because once we move to Austin, Taos, you have to fly because it's so far. You know, we wouldn't drive. I think it's like eight hours or 10 hours or something. So we would, I mean, I guess COVID, maybe we'd drive. But after that, we might fly. It's that so, se- time of season, though, where, where we're in ski mode. I know. And there's no, I mean, we, I refuse to give Mammoth like $5,000 to spend a weekend. Well, I just, we're not in that it's bracket. No, it's like veil. No. If we were in that bracket, we'd be able to buy that beautiful house that I saw today. That I'm I'm mourning. Moment of silence. Okay. Anyway. um, There was a home, you guys. It was beautiful. A beautiful home. Had a pool. Had a back studio. But it was (laughs) (laughs) $900,000. Slight problem. It was... um, Mm. Like when I text my mom, I was like, you don't happen to have like a few hundred thousand dollars just laying around. <laughs> She's like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, prank caller. Um, Click. Bye. Yeah. I don't know who this is. Wrong number. Um, but anyway, yeah. Tell us about your mountains, because once we're hopping on a plane, go Colorado, Utah, all of the things open up a little bit more. You never know. We may know somebody who has some hookups at a ski hill. <laughs> <gasps> Are any of you what I you would call? I was just going to say a lifty amount. Like hey, bra. A, a mountain hangout person. I wouldn't mind living at a mountain like that for a little bit. But I would be a lifty next season. One thousand percent. We would have no time for this, though. You'd be lifty all the time. <laughs> Podcasting from the lift. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, Here's hey, your seat. Yep. Oh. And it's crush, 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 yeah. crush. OK, cool. Have a good one. Yeah. Have a good run. Blah, blah, blah. It's a okay. great job. It is a great job. Although I think the better job is actually going on the lift and up you go when you're like, I'm on vacation. I just had Kahlua in my coffee. Boo! <laughs> right. I, mean, I still can't believe that's legal to drink on the ski hill. I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm not a Yahoo, but I would say who gets like blasted and tries to go down the mountain. A you lot see of people. some people get a little, well, I never know if they're just bad or if they're drunk. I think there's a couple of things. Uh, one, people don't 
typically exercise heavily and drink <laughs> two you're at elevation yeah elevation will fuck you up and three it's a celebration because i'm on vacation so mm-hmm. some people and you can spot them they're not usually at the ski hill but this is their big winter break yeah. and they're pounding back a little too much midday it's okay yeah. at the end of the day to have your i was gonna say your, we don't usually drink that we might have one or two along our day when i was younger but i used at the to end we would have a beverage to enjoy you know whatever lunch you're gonna have a beer or whatever oh yeah 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 now though i find at the end of the day you really kind of want the uh the shot of you know whatever uh tequila or something no because i don't it just to take the ouch out of the the bend of the knees how old are you well you know what i'm saying like no it's nice to feel like i know i understand the words that are coming out of your mouth (laughs) i mean if you take a couple of good tumbles during the day and I you're don't not do that really in my regular life i never fall down i've kind of mastered the art of walking i have not mastered Sitting the art and of walking is so far so good yeah. yeah and i know i'm not having a good day on the ski hill because i've landed on my head three times and i'm actually pretty proud of some of my falls you guys can you believe that when i met sean he did not have a helmet that he wore this could and i talked him into get and took me like be why i wore a helmet for years before you now. yeah he's like i don't know why my neck makes this crunchy crunch noise i'm like maybe because you fell on it it was like that uh, Joe Rogan podcast you were listening to the other night with the steam. What's the one where the head, he jumps with. Oh, God. That the, was horrible. Um, what's it called, that move? Pile driver. Pile driver. That was a really interesting interview. Uh, we don't usually talk about his uh, show, but. Mm-hmm. Somebody bootlegged it and we didn't realize and we apologize to anybody who might have been hurt by our bootleg viewing. Yeah, the, the the Joe Rogan experience showed back up on YouTube and it was a full episode. I was like, what is this? It's We're only like, on let's, Spotify. Let's watch it. Turned it on just to see and it looked like it, but then it turned it was a bootleg copy because about halfway through you could see someone else's TV screen. Yeah, their little play. It's like they were just uh, grabbing, screen like grab. screen grabbing or screen recording, really. Yeah. And you could see it. There's a little if you if you looked away, you would have missed it. And then it was gone. And Sean's like, oh, this is bootlegged. And I was like, it's a breaking the law. I was all nervous. I thought the FBI was going to kick down the door. Oh, I was like, yeah, right. It's probably just gone today. Like they yeah. probably found it out and shut it down. But that was a wonderful interview mm-hmm. to because listen with the when undertaker? i was a little, yeah the undertaker the wrestler mm-hmm. remember marissa ross and her husband dressed up as undertaker and, and the pallbearer uh-huh, Paul she yeah. was the pallbearer listen <laughs> she's i oh i miss her i hope she's doing well her, the, the 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 wrestling world i don't have a, a lot of comprehension of the space but when i was a kid i loved it like, i never I, grew up enjoying i don't understand it at all but i respect that other people are very into it but i didn't you know continue my love of for it but that doesn't mean that it's not difficult what they do oh and god well what was that one movie that came out where, the wrestler yeah the wrestler where it showed how and i was sad. like oh my god i mean it's so depressing and sad but you're like you don't think about it especially when you're a kid you don't think about how much that could hurt you even though it's not real yeah. like you're still doing things that could damage your body for someone else's entertainment mm-hmm. and typically these people are well, in really bad careers. shape and yeah. um it, but it's fascinating to hear about this because it's an unregulated realm mm-hmm. and People to hear what really someone injured. put their body through. And this is someone who did it for 30 years. The undertaker, he's the guest on the podcast and you, he's you hear, yoked still. He's a giant. Jesus Christ. But when he talked about the surgeries he's had, I know. the, the hip replacements, um, the, the weird, not the Tommy John, but the other surgery where they take the rotator cuff. No, it's like this, muscle back here and they flip it over the front of your shoulder and it's just to hear about the wear and tear that he says okay we're not pro athletes per se we're athletic entertainers whatever you call it it's 
yeah, maybe um, I think the trapeze more, is yeah. if you're a trapeze artist, yeah, you're you're doing a choreographed move. Um, these guys are just doing choreographed fighting. So yeah, that's why I need to bring back gorgeous ladies. Um, wrestling. <laughs> I miss that show. Glow was so good. Oh, it was so good. Ugh, sad. Sorry, I took us on another okay. tangent. We're gonna go into another letter. We have yet another from Sue Wanker Penguin Thief. Here again. Hi, Sue. Hello, Sue. Howdy doody. This time, I have a little more stem cell info, plus a hopefully funny story. Uh, for those of you who I'm are excited. listening for the first time, Sue is our resident scientist. She's she our is. chief. She's not our chief science officer. I mean, she's, she could be. She's, she's the only the, one. The lead scientist in she's the science scientist. in the stem cell stem cell research division that we are launching. It's a 40 day plan 40 points <laughs> on day 48 we're back in business okay we're the, gonna try and get fauci on board no he's taken okay the thing people don't seem to appreciate about stem therapies is that it's a risky thing and shouldn't be used lightly oh, oh. interesting i didn't i didn't realize that there are many types of stem cells and each cell type has different levels of potency for example how many cell types the stem cell can turn into Oh. oh, so it's like a um, transformer and it only can turn into a, so many cars. Okay. Does that make sense? I think that's why um, there are certain stem cells that are more prized than others. Probably because they can actually turn into more cells or yeah. maybe more important cells, let's mm -hmm. say. Plus lots of other super complex differences. The more potent the stem cell type is, the more treatments possible with them, but the greater the risk. Oh. The risk with the more potent stem cells is controlling them so they don't go mad and start dividing like crazy with very bad consequences. Therefore, the use of more potent stem cells is highly controlled and dodgy clinics make huge treatment claims but use the wrong type of stem cells, which mm. are essentially doing nothing and conning vulnerable people. Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox now, but it makes my blood boil. Totally understandable. I feel like that happens in what I would call the soft self-help realm that I am like parallel with in some ways even though i would like to say like we're not related at all those people are but you talk about the salesmen. same things yes but they make these wild claims like you know join my program for you know 180 dollars and feel you know and they're like claim make these crazy claims and i'm like i get really frustrated with like this wellness coach bullshit so it makes my blood boil too sue i hear you because i'm like it's risky you could hurt somebody this is like a real thing hello and they probably take a shit ton of money for that stem cell stuff yeah from what i understand it's not uh, particularly cheap but um also there's personal testimonials people really find it helpful mm -hmm. i would assume you probably meet with the, middle. the right kind of thing in the yeah there's there's some people who claim that it's a miracle mm -hmm. well if it's it, risky but if it gives you 25 percent better let's say knees or mm -hmm. joint tissue or whatever you're trying to regrow yeah or whatever the hell this magic elixir does if it gives you 25 percent relief for someone who's a chronic pain sufferer uh -huh. wow what it would well, it might be worth the risk then it'd be like my papa before he passed away with a copd yeah weighing if he the could risk get something right he'd be like well i have no quality of life right now yeah so you know and i think we all do stuff like that right but i feel like when people are desperate then people take advantage and that does make my blood boil like sue and that's what i feel like the the wellness fitness uh, self coaching stuff kind of bothers me sometimes because i don't think it's carefully done yeah people should be careful agreed take it more seriously okay ready for funny story enough seriousness so serious in my 20 odd years of being a state registered clinical scientist in lots of different labs i've seen a few things here is one that still makes me laugh to this day i'm ready 
Some colleagues of mine in microbiology, I didn't work in that lab. I couldn't cope with all the poop samples. I couldn't do that either. Fair. Found what they thought was an interesting case. A woman was having constant problems with persistent vaginal discharge, and they had made a slide of said discharge to investigate further. They discovered that there were small black specks, which they were concerned was a type of parasite. Yikes. Yikes, indeed. And before long, they were contacting all sorts of eminent scientists and getting increasingly excited as they may have discovered something new. Yes, lab people are weird. It's a discovery. Everybody wants to discover something and slap their name on it. I don't know if you'd want a vaginal parasite, <laughs> yeah. you know. Hey, what did you invent? It's the Sean St. Well, Louis parasite. Yeah. We don't uh, invent it, but hey, discover. Hey, leaky penis. Hey, Mr. Leaky penis. <laughs> Louis B. Leaky, you know. He's- Louis B. Leaky. Eventually, someone discovered the mystery parasite. The patient had learned about treating yeast infections. Oh, no. By applying live yogurt, but had gotten a bit confused and was using the only yogurt she had. Are you ready? No, I am not ready. It was strawberry flavor. Oh. And so the mysterious, why would you? <laughs> oh, Lactobacilli. See, that's the problem with like these weird wellness coach, fake doctor people. This is the problem I have with a certain celebrity who has a certain website that's really popular. Who? Gwyneth Paltrow. And oh Goop. God. And Goop. Yeah. The vagina some, weights. Well, some of the, I don't know. I don't follow it. I Which don't read it. Which reminds me of that Sex and City quote when Samantha goes, my vagina waits for no man. That's what she says. When oh. they talk about vagina weights. <laughs> oh, Samantha. I'll I admit, mean, I will miss her in the reboot. Oh yeah. But anyway, so it was strawberry flavor. So the mysterious new parasite, parasite that the scientists around the world were investigating turned out to strawberry be strawberry seeds. pips. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky for that lady. <laughs> well, I mean, Someone should just slap her up the backside of the head. Pips and be like, are the seeds, right? Yes, those okay. little black. Seeds. So they they've kind of gone bad. They're little black bits now instead of being like a the little green, a gray or green. Well, they're sometimes black when you eat them. Even you know they're darker. Those dark little dots on the outside of a strawberry. She wasn't eating them though. She was. Uh, she was shoving them in her hoo ha. <laughs> Why would? Oh, people never cease to amaze me. Man, you know, little kids—they stuff things up their nose. I know, but that's a kid. Yeah. No, anyways. But that kind of reminds me of the, this TikTok that Christina had shared where it was like, I don't know if it was Christina, maybe it was one of my friends. Anyways, a TikTok where it was like this doctor was joking about finding something in someone's rear end, like finding Hopefully like finding Nemo. Well, no, but like, what's the fish doing in there, buddy? I think it was like they did a cavity search of a prisoner or someone who they were taken into custody or had been arrested or something. And they found drugs. And they're like, well, it's not my drugs. And they're like, well, it was in your butthole. And they're like, well, it wasn't my drugs. I didn't keister it. Maybe someone your, else keistered it. Oh, my God. Remember that? What was it? Get Bad or something? That movie with Will Ferrell? Oh, yeah, yeah. When he's like, I learned how to keister. And the guy's like, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I highly recommend that movie. Um, so funny. But anyways, uh, yeah, that was the joke. The TikTok was like, well, it was in your butt. Well, it's not mine. Well, who put it in there then? <laughs> I fell asleep for like 30 minutes at the airport. I woke up. Someone packed my bags, if you know what I'm saying. You know, they always <laughs> they always ask you that. Did anybody pack your bag? Yeah, I woke up and there were tickets and my bag was packed. And I was like, got to go to the airport. <laughs> I just do what the machine tells me to do at this point. Uh, right. It's if this- Google told me. I'm in the simulation. Sean, you're, you have an appointment in half an hour. Go outside to the car. I'd be like, okay. And he went out there. No, you wouldn't. I would. I'd follow the adventure. It's got to be more exciting. Well, I'm going to have to get a harness for you then, like a child that runs off, you know? Make sure to keep you safe. Sue, that wasn't too gross for us. So I mm, hope it wasn't too no. gross for you. I hope you're both are doing well. That was a hilarious story, and I appreciated it. 
because people are ridiculous. I think scientists probably have some fascinating stories. And just like we were talking about yesterday, because we love the style of the office, Mm -hmm. although community, no, it wasn't community. Parks and Rec didn't Mm -hmm. really work for me, but it works for a lot of people. I would love to see a political version. Like if you took the cast from the office and you put them in the White House or you put them in some sort of science lab, but it's the same people much like a fish called Wanda, you know, they went on that troop went on to do other things or uh, yeah. a mighty wind. And I don't know what that is at all. Best in show. Oh, best in show. Wasn't Chris- that fish called Wanda? Yeah. Uh, a Are fish you just called naming Wanda. the other ones? Well, yeah. So Christopher mm-hmm. Guest had done a bunch of films, mm-hmm. you know, Spinal Tap. Waiting for Guffman. Waiting for Guffman. That was another one. But it's the yeah. same actors that he carried. Yeah. Fred Willard. You okay. Know. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh. You just keep naming things. Yeah. <laughs> I get excited. But yeah, you put different people into a different show and you get to see how they interact in that space. Yeah. So if you could take the office and put them in the science, science lab, oh my God. I can imagine Dwight being the biggest tool. And Kelly is probably like has this great degree, but doesn't have any sense at all. Yeah. Oh, oh it'd be so funny. Science office. And and my, and Michael Scott's there. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's already, Chief too, it's already too good. Yeah. Okay. Are we Thanks, ready? Sue. This is from one of our staff writers. Ah, <clears throat> excellent. Thank you. Howdy-do. Once again, from yours truly, the other OTDM staff writer. Or is it employee number four? Or maybe owner-proprietor of Graham's House of Coffee Emporium. One loses track of all these titles so easily. I know, we throw out a lot of titles. You can have like a big lower third, you know? Just so you know, we're building a pyramid scheme. And uh, (laughs) once you bring in your seven friends and they bring in their seven friends, this thing's going to crumble. So Mm -hmm. get out Mm -hmm. once you get your first tier of people underneath you. So, Graham, you're going to have to recruit seven other writers. Yep. Um. Since nobody gets paid anything, it's really a horrible <laughs> pyramid scheme, and they don't give us any money. So, it's not really a pyramid scheme. It's remember when Michael's like, you just have to get a few of your friends, and then your friends, and he's drawing all these lines. And Jim's like, tell me how that's not a pyramid scheme. It's not a pyramid scheme. And Jim goes and like outlines it. Uh, I'm going to have to go make some calls. <laughs> okay. I send this not only from me, but also on behalf of my favorite artist human, the lovely, talented Iris. Ah. Hi, Iris. Your last episode's request for art. Request for art. I don't know why I was like, request. I had trouble with that. And or word art from the hypothetical Canadian Nights (laughs) romance novel was met with great enthusiasm from both of us. Therefore, I am pleased to share with all, um, share with you all with an, an OTDM exclusive creative collaborative. Beautiful. Ooh, it's like Graham X Iris. You know how people do that when they're oh, like collab. Nice. <laughs> I love it. I, I think, the, again, the sense of community, the fact that people are, okay, it's on the screen now. Up okay. Here. Oh, is... yes. I saw, oh, my God. It's so good. Look at, look at those hairy legs of yours. I do like my shirt, though. I think you nailed it. I think nailed it 100%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I even have little cute shoes. I like my Pulling shoes. Pulling my wig off. Your shoes. My wig was snatched by myself. You sn- you're snatched. I snatched you my snatched. own wig. Okay, but hold on. <laughs> Iris has designed the art included in the attachments, and I have written the blurb. Ah. Ready? Yes. But hold on. Fair warning. Although I've read many a tale throughout my life and have taken inspiration from all across the literary spectrum for my own silly tales, I confess that romance novels have not, never been one of them. I don't even know if I've, other than Fifty Shades of Grey, I don't think I've read read any either. Hmm. Consequently, if you were hoping to come across a line in Canadian Nights that might hypothetically go something like, oh, Sean, you magnificent Canadian specimen, Katie sighed as the unforgiving snow fell around them in the cold Montreal night. Well, I'm afraid my humble talents might fall short in this respect. Uh, LOL. I was. That was good. That was good. That being said. 
I humbly submit to you the following. When I look at him, I don't just see a man. I see the glowing candle to my Christmas tree. Oh, yes. Canadian Nights, the first book in the brand new series, Fifty Shades of A, introduces <laughs> us to Sean, a frustrated soul, wandering, wondering if there is more to life. Having taken a shot at his boyhood dream, playing for his beloved uh, Montreal Canadiens, the now retired player spends his days in gloomy anonymity, forced to work as an overworked, over-caffeinated cameraman come editor for the reclusive owner of a chain of coffee emporiums in order to make ends meet. <laughs> As the work, <laughs> as the work week grows longer, and the owner, known only as Mister Rampage, becomes increasingly erratic and demanding, Sean's and demanding Sean's optimism is dimmer than the Habs' hopes of hoisting Lord Stanley's cup, or so he thinks. Until the day he meets her, oh, known only as Katie, the mysterious, spirited daughter of a Christmas tree farmer, struggling with her own <laughs> sense of wanderlust is stranded in the snowy catacombs of the city by a storm threatening to derail her plans to fly home for Christmas, but also her dreams of becoming the first American woman to win the annual Gloucester shirt cheese roll. Gloucester. Oh, Gloucester? I think it's Gloucester. Okay, Gloucester cheese roll. Worcester. I just read it as, an, as I would. As the two strangers cross paths in the most unusual of circumstances, a mutual, icy, guarded reluctance eventually gives way to the fires of passion, and the two grow closer over the coming days and Canadian nights, rediscovering not only their individual joie de vivre, vive, yeah. vive, but learning that together, love can throat punch any obstacle. Wow, this is... <laughs> I love That's it. That's so good, Graham. And Iris, I loved it all. I'm a little uh, overcome with the uh, the flowery nature of this relationship. I, love it. I think it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's beautiful. Uh, wow. It says, hope you enjoyed that. I promise to donate half of my royalties to my staff writer colleague, Christoph, until he, until he has enough money to buy his Mustang. Enjoy your week from Graham and Iris. Fantastic. That made my week. That was <laughs> phenomenal picture. Phenomenal uh, introduction to, to these characters. I love um, it. As the two grow closer over the coming days and Canadian nights. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you got to keep writing. I mean, uh, whether it's have a way with words, whether it's for for us or or your blog or whatever, you're you're great. So isn't he writing his book? Uh, I believe he is, but you I know, can't wait keep, to read it. Keep at it, buddy. Keep. Let at me know it. when it's done. I would like to buy it. And yes. Pay for the shipping, and you can send it to me, and I will share about it. Yep. Because that's very cool. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I really that do was so that. fun. You guys are so much fun. It's, I love this. The sense of community grows that. stronger. I have to share that photo on my Instagram with the caption. <laughs> Yeah. I think I'd have to give the caption, you know. Fifty dot, Shades dot, of dot. A. Oh, Fifty Shades. From Fifty, an excerpt from Fifty Shades of A. No, from Canadian Nights, Fifty Shades of A. True. You are you are correct. I mean. Canadian Nights, the first book in the brand new series, Fifty Shades of A. That's what the caption will read. I love the fact that it's a series. I mean. I know. So much belief in this relationship. <laughs> like Lonesome Dove, there's like 90 You don't believe there. in our relationship? How dare you? Take no, I'm just saying that. Some stories don't need a sequel. You know, one story was enough. Oh, yeah. Uh, we get sequels, honey. when you have a romance mm -hmm. such as ours, you can have several books, several, several chapters. So many books. But Lonesome Dove, my grandmother used to read that. It's Western romance, right? Oh, funny. But there was a zillion books. I think they turned into a TV series. It was actually it pretty good. It sounds like it was a TV series. I don't remember the books, but I feel like it was a TV series. Yeah, it was pretty good. That's too funny. But uh, I, speaking of... Uh, McMurtry, I think, is the author. I don't know. I finished uh, Little Fires Everywhere last night. 
and while it was a great book and I love, uh, what's her name? Celeste Ng, I think is the author's name. It ended. I didn't like how it ended. Oh, and I don't want to give anything away, but I felt like there was so much more to still read. You know what I mean? When you feel like, but uh, that's how it felt. The character arc. And then you flip page and you're like, I, that was it. Hmm. Did you look it up? Did other people feel the same way? I thought about it, but then I was like, I don't need to hate on. I don't want Celestine to think, you know, I don't want to give those any clicks. But yeah, I was just disappointed. The book itself was great, but I still wanted to know a little more. That's good. You know, got to leave people wanting. I guess maybe there'll be like, I don't know if there is a a number two. I don't know if some things were tied up and like, you know, finished. Yeah. But a lot of it. I don't know. I just wanted more. Celeste, help help a girl out. Okay. And now I'm on to my next book. And then, so my next book is that Think and Grow Rich book that Christina P. recommended, which isn't like a book, like a storybook. But after that, I want to get the artist way and do that because everybody's talking about that and I really am interested. Cool. Has anybody heard about that? Have you done that? The artist, what artists? Why is that such a hard word? The artist's way. Let me know. I'm curious. Next letter. Let's do or it. Do you have any notes? No, no, no. We're good. I'm enjoying this. I, okay. Especially after that, that that last one. I'm still thinking about it. So, <laughs> got to process. How would I film through. this? You know, as a movie. Uh-huh. Well, it has to be like What's snow, the opening scene. A snow drift across. Because once across you have a road. movie, mm-hmm. then the natural progression is the film. And if you mean a book, then the film. You said once you have a movie. Oh, I'm sorry. Once you have the book done, then mm-hmm. there's obviously going to be films made of it. And then I'm thinking, who's going to play me? Who's going to play you? Maybe I, I make pl- a cameo. Wouldn't you play me and I would, or you would play you and I would play me? I'm not that good of an actor, but I could definitely be a person crossing the street in the background mm. and look at the camera. I'd be like the Stan Lee of this romance novel series. We could be a couple series. sitting at a cafe watching the main actors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Background players and everyone we wear a disguise. So who would you want to play you? Yeah, you know, there's so many choices. Uh, it could be a, Bra- uh, a Brad Pitt, you know, mm-hmm. uh, type, or it could be a George Makes Costanza. Sense. You know, maybe it's a hybrid of... <laughs> How dare you think about that? I knew you were thinking it. I wasn't thinking it. The audience was listening and they planted that idea in my Mm, head. mm -hmm, I did not say mm -hmm. George Costanza. I would want someone like funny. Oh, you know who I'd want? Julia Garner. Who's that? Ruth. From Ozark. Oh, I was thinking. uh, If she's listening, I know you listen to this. Hit me up. (laughs) Right. Yeah. For this non-existent film. Mm-hmm. Yes. You never know. It could become a film. Stranger things have she's, happened. You have to spunky. manifest it. You got to manifest. Mm, got to put it out, put there, it out the there. Can you imagine us like first who's going to write these books? Graham? Uh, Graham? Come on now. He already. It's true. He's already made a play for it. We're I don't. We're going to need 3,000 words. I don't know. How many words is my book? A script? Oh yeah. How many? How many? You do a, a, a minute a page roughly. So, you know, 90 pages. Hmm. Double spaced, you know. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Next. As we prattle on. Prattle, addle, addle. Next letter. Hey, Katie and Sean. Howdy do. Howdy do. My name is Juli. Is it Ju- Julio? Julio. Julio. It's Italian. I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't want to miss Julio. That yeah, you, Julio. 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 You let us know if we're messing that up, and I apologize ahead of time. I'm a 20-year-old Italian guy, and here's the cover, another one, of Canadian Nights drawn by me. I have to say, the idea was too hilarious to go to waste. (laughs) I'm not great at drawing, but I had a lot of fun doing this. I also apologize for the low quality. It's just a quick sketch. But if you like it, I could properly ink and color it and show you the finished version. 
I gave Sean long, flowy Fabio hair just like he wanted. Thank you. I appreciate this. And decided to That's put exactly Katie in some nice that. Chelsea boots. Oh, thank you. But if there's anything else that you'd like me to change, I'll gladly do it. Thanks for the podcast. I love it. I really hope you like the drawing. Have a wonderful day. When I saw this, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, thank you for sending it over, and, Julio. And um, first of all, I've never seen anyone capture my profile like this. And oh yeah, it, it looks is, like me. You. It does look like, like you. <laughs> not not that Iris didn't, but I was like, that really looks like me. And, and usually, the, and those are Chelsea boots. I also, love. my guns are flexing, so thank you for that. Yeah, you got some guns, and yeah. you got some mad hairy legs, baby. Why do people assume I'm so her suit? Because you are. What? You show a little neck sweater and, and people think that you're hairy everywhere, you know? Yeah. I'm like a freaking werewolf, but but it's accurate. This is a very and accurate I would, drawing. I would love it if you would color this in. Yeah. I think you did an amazing job and I love the I love the writing, the font. Feel free to get a tattoo of it even. I mean, this okay, is... Sean, let's not get carried away. And <laughs> no, I, also, I was talking about you. Oh, okay. You really and I also it. love that the skirt, your skirt is ruffled too. Oh, Please I, send I over. Col- I would love to share oh, yeah, these. There's some nice lace. You guys, I would love to share these. Yeah. And that is beautiful. And you are super talented. People are so good at drawing. I know. I'm like, how did you? Meanwhile, I'm over here sending Fabs some worksheets <laughs> for this workshop I'm putting together, you guys. And the, this, the draw. When I say drawings, I mean drawings. These things are fucking terrible, and I can barely explain to her how I want it to look so that you all can use it hopefully someday. <laughs> I found those draw my drawings just the other day when I was acting as therapist for that, you know, for yeah. the last video because it was on that clipboard. <laughs> and I was like, what's, oh, that's, what that oh, Katie, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like circle. I want, and like a little bubble. I want them to be able to circle these. And then it just shows up like, Jesus Christ. It, it looked like, honestly, if you follow It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. uh, your Charlie's Dream Book. Yes, it yeah, looked like, like Charlie's mm-hmm. Dream Book. It, it doesn't was, make any sense. But she sketches. turned it into beautiful things. So kudos to Fabs. Fabs is amazing. She helps me out sometimes. On Her name is Fabs. It's not boring. Oh, no, she's fab- fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. I okay. think that's a great name, by the way. It's French. Fabienne. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Fabienne is nice. Yeah. And she is French. She speaks French. Yeah. Her family lives in France. She's a French toxin. France. By way of Texas. Uh, uh, I, yeah. is it by way of, I thought she was like born in France and now lives in oh, Texas. Oh, I didn't know that. But I could be wrong. Fabs, you Wouldn't it be know. wild if she lived in Paris, Texas? Oh, that would be so funny. Did you guys know? Because I know because we used to have a community member that lived in Paris, Texas. And she let me know that in Paris, Texas, there is a replica of the Eiffel Tower. But because it's Tejas, it had a cowboy hat on it. Yeehaw! I say. I love it. I think it's fun. It's kitchen. I love fun. it when towns have a big marker like that. If you ran a small town, you have to have something. Well, you have a giant thermometer. Point, uh-huh. At a, some point, we're going to drive to Paris, Texas from Austin and go see that cowboy hat. Yeah. Eiffel Tower situation. Okay. Moving on to the next letter. Moving on Are to the next ready? letter. An auspicious letter from your Switzerland, from your Switzerland biggest fan. Ah. You're a wizard, Harry. Greetings, my homo sapiens. My name is Nicole, and I'm 15 years old. Well, hello, Nicole. How did do? Actually, how did you find our podcast? Uh, yeah, probably through your. your other She's podcast. amazing. Hello, my name is Nicole. I'm 15 years old. I'm from a distant land north of Switzerland that shall remain nameless because aliens are real and they are waiting for their opportunity to abduct us. The weather: a bone chilling negative 11 Celsius with a high of negative 9 Celsius. What, Nicole? Blah. I don't know about you guys in California, but it seems to me that that's bikini weather. 
It was 67 today, and we wore this for our walks. I'm sorry. Our was blood, cold. Our blood is thin, and I was cold, and my nose ran. Yeah. It's cloudy, rainy, and sunny. The wind blows at a steady 20 kilometers per hour, more than enough to blow me over. The pressure, 103.69 kilograms pascal. I don't know what that means. A lot of pressure, I'm guessing. Wind pressure. Yeah, I don't know the what strength, that means. The strength, 70 miles an hour. Well, I know the baron, is it barometric pressure, right? Yeah, barometric right? Is that a pressure. word? Pressure. <laughs> I don't know what that feels like, but I'm. But I, it's bad. I'm oh, just going to say, who bad. Okay. Yes. How are you guys doing? What are your thoughts about zebras? Well, I think zebras are... Uh, they can't change their stripes. I've heard that. Yeah. They're, they're pretty awesome looking. I'll tell you that. I've never... Have we seen them in real life? Did we see them in Sedona? Oh, we did. We saw a zebra. Yeah. Smoking a been... cigarette. You ever go to one of those animal parks that's sad? Like the animals are just like... It wasn't that sad. No, but oh. you want to free them. I wanted to free the giraffes. And man. it wasn't It wasn't an animal park. It was a refuge or something, wasn't it? Yeah. But anyway, anyway, zebras are awesome. Yeah. I think that's it, yeah. basically a spiffy horse or you know, like horses a donkey, where like a horse meets a donkey kind of because they're thicker than a horse. I think she's thick, boy. She's thick, boy. Um, what a strange animal, right? It looks like it couldn't decide whether it wanted to be a horse, a donkey or a tiger. It's <laughs> exactly what I'm about. And no one ever obsesses over them either. It's like a forgotten animal. Yeah. But I do. I have to be honest. Zebras are pretty cool. Yeah. But you never hear someone say. Oh, uh, you know what my favorite animal is? Yeah. A zebra. Maybe we'll bring that back when people ask randomly, because I get these on podcasts sometimes. People will be like, what animal do you want to be? And all I'm going to say zebra, you guys. Are they even friendly? I have no idea. Do zebras have bad attitudes or are they jovial? You know, because some okay. animals are like a little I'm going to take this on a grumpy. whole detour. Are you ready? I was listening to this TikTok and I shared it to my stories, I think, if I recall, because sometimes I just am getting too excited and I don't want to overshare too many TikToks. I don't want to be known. I mean, Christina's already the talk mama. I don't need to be the talk mama seated number two. So there is this woman who created a hilarious TikTok that is so real and so relatable and it's hilarious. And she is like, why? When you think of when you think of the word hamster, you say hamster, don't you think it has a P in it? Mm-mm. Or a bee? Uh-uh. A hamster? Hamster. No. Hamster. Oh, I think b- hamster. B- 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 anyway. So, yes. she thinks you should have a pee. Hamster. It okay. sounds like a pee. Hamster. Hamster. <laughs> I don't think so at all. <laughs> you guys you guys, let me know. It's overly and she complicated. Goes, she, so, anyway, she says, why doesn't hamster have a pee in it? Hamster. When you say it, you even make the p sound. Hamster. Maybe in Washington State. Where Say is this hamster. Person? Hamster. Hamster. I don't have a P in there. Ham. Anyways. Hamster. That sounds weird. You guys, you let us know. So she says, and why does raspberry have a P? Raspberry. Raspberry. And she's like, it stole the P from hamster. Raspberry <laughs> is a thief. Uh. I'm not doing as good of a job as she is doing, but I thought it was so real and so relatable. And so many people, it got like millions of likes and shares wow. and stuff. And it's so real. So raspberries are thieves and hamsters should have a pee. And then the world can just the go world on. be right. Yep. Maybe in the alternate universe where everything is working well, that's how it's Maybe. going. And we kind of slipped into this world. We messed it up. Yeah. Anyway, just made me think wonky. of it when we talked about the zebras. So then she says, um, is it a zebra? Here we go. You don't care um, about zebra girls in middle school. So in con- oh yeah, zebra girls. Yeah. So in conclusion, everybody, I don't think we give enough attention to zebras. Zebras, zebras, 
the breezes yeah that's it you know what um the breezes the breeze the breezes Brazes? Yeah, how do, yeah. The, What's the plural? Brazes. The brazes. Yeah, to zebras. 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 Yeah, that's it. Or yeah, it's that uh, that's it. You know what? Enough of this chit chat. Let's cut right to the chase. I want my hair pink. My mom won't let me have it. Mm. Oh, I wanted to dye my hair lavender. But as Would a, your mom let you? No. She's <laughs> so strict. Well as a professional. You're gonna have to listen to your mom. First of all, thank you for, is that the? No, not oh, done yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Honestly, you could have any hair color, good or bad, but in order to rock it, you just have to walk with a certain confidence. Yeah. Like Prince. How was he able to pull off those extremely effeminate outfits yet still look good? The answer, as the cool kids would call it, is swagger. Hillary. He had swagger for sure. Hillary Swag, Arnold Swagenegger, uh, Michael Swagson, Earth, Wind, Fire, and Swag. Okay, I need to shut up. Honestly, it takes talent to spill this much nonsense. Actually, one more Fleetwood swag. Okay, I'll stop. Can you please <laughs> tell my mom that my hair will be fine? Yes. So the thing that's about dyeing your hair like a wild color is it doesn't last for very long. Ask my friend Alana. She dyes her hair all the time. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you and your mom could come to a compromise. And first of all, thank you for writing in. We're um, not quite done. Oh. <laughs> if you guys don't do this, wings and horns will grow on you. Wait. I'm wishing you become Maleficent. Okay. Bye, guys. Love you all. I want um, I want to be a, mag- a majestic pink unicorn. Nicole. Thanks, Nicole. Uh, the energy of a teenager. Uh, That's is how our brains work when we're on our walk, though. Totally. And I just I think uh, it's nice to hear someone. I would say that's a lot of freeform thinking and, yeah, and awesome. I, I commend like you on it. Creative writing at its best. Yes. And for zebras. Zebrises. Uh, Zebrises. Zebrises. Hey, look at the Zebrises over there. Eh? It's like uh, 30 Zebrises. Uh, mm-hmm. I think zebras are cool. I had no idea why they had stripes until maybe in my early 20s. Um, and I don't know if this is true or not, but this is the belief I hold. And that is that it is a optical camouflage. illusion. Yeah, an optical illusion so that when, let's say, a, I'm making this up, a lion wants to eat them, mm-hmm. it, a predator runs at it, and they're usually in a pack, the zebras. Mm-hmm. And when they scatter... The, All the stripes are like dis- disorienting. disorienting. It's like a magic eye. Yeah, and so then the, the predator has a hard time Maybe I so, all animal uh, like the visual attributes are always camouflage driven or it's like survival driven. Yeah, absolutely. So. It's evolution mm-hmm. at its best. Right. There's a great far side cartoon um, where the the frame is basically you're looking through the scope of a rifle mm-hmm. and. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. The one had a bullseye on him and he's like, that's a hell of a birthmark, Larry or bummer something of a birthmark, Hal. <laughs> yeah. And it's great, right? Like the two, you know, so he's not going to survive. No, he's got a target, got a target on, him, on him, but on his side. Uh, I think that's what's up with zebras. I love them. Yeah. Although I've never really spent any time around them. That's just, it's a forgotten animal. I agree with her. Horses somewhat scare me because what? sometimes you see horses, they, they can be aggressive by accident, I think, or. Well, it's all about how you spooked. approach them. Like you don't approach a horse from behind because yeah. they get spooked and scared. So you want to approach them from the front. You want them to, you give them time to smell your hand to get to know you. Then you rub their nose a little. And yeah, I, I saw a TikTok the other day where the horse bonked heads with the girl who was staying next to her. I think she must have irritated him because she was trying to do a selfie with the horse. Oh, he's and, probably like, get yeah, out of here. Enough, Tina. S- yeah. Enough. Okay. Everyone knows that I'm the Sally, star. We've seen you. Everybody's seen the photos. But the head, get her out of the shot. It's just me. And then. Exactly. 
Um, Blue steel. But I think zebras are probably nice animals too. So Well, they're wild animals. So. What was the next question? Uh, oh, about the, so the pink hair. So oh. I think for your mom, my argument would be that, well, I don't know what's happening where you are, but school's not in session right now. So she should allow you to have pink hair until it washes out, which is a very short period of time, unfortunately, but just don't wash your hair that much and use the, the color safe stuff. But she should allow you to do it once and then, you know. Or you, um, you tell your mom this weekend, why don't we both dye our hair? But it's like not dye. It's the stuff that you, the chalk that you put in. Oh, no, you can even do this. There actually is even this semi-permanent. Maybe you can argue that that's a good point. There is the chalk, but that gets everywhere. But um, you have to hairspray it in and it's just complicated. But you can do, I forget the brand, but they do semi-permanent where you like shampoo it in. Okay. And it lasts for like three washes. Yeah, maybe the two of you could do something like that. On a long weekend, you plan for it. And it's a mommy-daughter building, you know, we're building character. But she wants like pink unicorn and i don't think she yeah. gets that with that i say ask your mom if you can just do it once and then get it out of your system yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't know what my mom would say with stuff like that i was also very stubborn and very strong-willed so like i wanted my belly button pierced and me and my friend at the time i can't even remember her name amber we sold some stuff through the garage sale in the summertime at my mom's house you know, we had our things, we sold, we need to get $50 worth, and then we went and got our belly buttons pierced on the sly. Sneaky, sneaky. Whatever happened to Amber? She's fine. She just, she was the one that, um, she's like, I don't know, half Cherokee or something, so she had like free ride to college, and she went oh, to college. Oh, sweet, sweet deal. So, yeah. She's, All right. She's, yeah, so. Well, Nicole, whatever you decide, make sure you talk to your mom, and. Um, yeah, don't do what I did. <laughs> turn out like a rebel like this one over here and she you know it did it's not work out well you know you pierced your belly button and then you were a tropical dancer for uh <laughs> oh my god can you imagine no, i learned the hula the hula hoop <laughs> why would i think that hawaiians have pierced belly buttons it's the only hoop. they don't culture that it'd I be more like Bears indian, probably indian culture oh yeah yeah belly dancing yeah that's yeah. not Hawaiian. Never mind. I don't know. Sean's all over the place, you guys. He's all been around the world and I, I, I. No, I mean, it's funny because in some ways I wasn't a rebel at all. And then other ways, randomly, I'd do stuff like that. My mom was probably like, I don't know what to expect. She's out of control. But I was fine. I got good grades. Yeah. Stayed in school. That's another thing. If, if you're uh, keeping up your end of the bargain as a kid, mm-hmm. um, usually your parents have more. Yeah, they give you more leeway. Leniency. Say, yeah. listen, I'm. So I don't know. Maybe it's a. You have to give something to get something relationship. Yeah. With your I mean, and she's 15 and that's probably, I think I was 16 when I got my belly button pierced. So, okay. Oh, we have a poem. Are we ready? Oh, I think that's from, uh, that was at the bottom of Nicole's email. Oh, okay. Yep. This so, is actually, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh no, go ahead. So the, the poem is called Invictus. Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, to think whatever gods may be, for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the terror of the shade, and yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged the punishments, the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. 
That's a great poem. It's wonderful. Invictus is a short poem by the Victorian-era English poet William Ernest Henley. It was written in 1875 and published in 1888 in his first volume of poems, Book of Verses, in the section Life and Death. Yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah, it was. It reminds me of another poet, uh, Don Henley from the Eagles. Mm -hmm. And then when he went solo, he had that song, uh, Dirty Laundry, and the chorus is, kick him when he's up, kick him when he's down, kick him all around. You know, it's very similar to this Invictus uh, poem. It's... uh, Speaking about the uh, the soul and uh, kind of yeah, maybe <laughs> modern day. Po- I don't know where I'm going with this. Hey, it's okay. Thanks for saying that in Nicole. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Okay, it's like I've got this. You can do whatever you want, but I shall rise above. Yeah. Yep, I love it. Okay, moving on to the next one. Are we ready? Sure. Okay. It says hi, Katie. Hi, Sean. Hello. Hello. I am sending you a penguin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sending you a penguin that I drew for your podcast. There are four versions that I made. Two are fluffy ones. They are so cute. Super, super cute. And I love them with OTDM on their feet. Yay, yay, yay. I've recently gone back to painting and drawing. There was this challenge in December, something like a local version of Inktober. That's kind of cool. I like that. The hashtag was... Oh, well, they speak a different language. (laughs) Smatanovzhuk December. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I participated in it and it was fun. Each day in December, there was one word and one should that what of what there was one word and one should paint what first came to their mind. Ah, okay. Like a free association painting. I appreciate that. The hashtags in the pictures are in Slovak. So translating it below. Gotcha. Okay. So she translates all what it means, but that's really, really cool. So I'm sending you what I drew. Although the pictures are not perfect, I tried my best. I think that's the fun of it. Yeah. I like things like that, especially now. I think we need it more than ever. Just some connection, something we can do, some kind of some kind of something. Yeah, I think it's important to create whatever it is, whether it's in the kitchen, whether it's on a piece of paper, whether mm-hmm. it's uh, vocally, you're, you're expressing yourself. You have to express yourself. We have to kind of flip the script on what has been going on for let's say like the last 50 years which Mm -hmm. is we keep taking in more and more from the outside world without actually expressing ourselves and i think that's leading to problems so when maybe in the beginning it wasn't a big deal radio and then radio and television and then radio television plus cable television the proliferation of a zillion tv channels then the internet comes along we're drinking even more and then social media comes along it's too much content it's it's overload and I think people are screaming to express themselves, but have maybe we maybe we've become a little rusty in how to express ourselves. So it comes out as ah, on Twitter. Maybe sometimes I sometimes I kind of agree with that, but I also don't because it yeah, gives that's us a bad theory. I was just no, it's like it's possible. I think, but we have like the half. The other thing is that we have all these mediums to express ourselves, right? Yeah, but not everyone's expressing themselves with with these tools. They're no. they're just taking in things or find themselves in a enraged and like like uh i read a letter on my aka this last week where this guy was or i don't actually know if it's a guy or a girl but this person was saying that they were essentially or maybe it wasn't no it was actually in my patreon live stream i was like was that on aka no it was in the patreon live stream anyway this person was saying that they are taking in so much news and media that it's like overwhelming to their system but they don't know how to stop some might even say it's poisoning them yeah it feels like it and i think that as a as a a world as a society we have to figure out how to healthfully engage with social media in a way that feels good that like feeds our soul hence why i wanted to get into the artist's way i might even like 
try to do Instagrams about it and stuff so people oh, can be follow nice. along yeah. because it's akin to it's like kind of what we're talking about from what I understand haven't done it can't speak to it but it's a lot about uh, that breath in and filling yourself up before you try to to create okay. and how we need to like keep that going in a healthy way learning how to treat that as a cycle yes as well that you don't just do one thing all the time you yeah. have to treat you have to, you have to have a, a cycle of creation expenditure yeah uh, time away can, yeah like uh, alone time to to regroup um, also I loved uh, that book big magic the first half of it was kind of about this like not putting too much pressure on your craft or your art and allowing your art to just speak for itself and yeah the yeah. second your art turns and in, turns into being motivated by commerce is the second mm -hmm. your art is doomed to fail well yeah it's too much pressure we've even felt it with what we do on a personal level like i know that if i worry about making something popular or making something like i want you know we need like let's say i thought i was like i need to get like a hundred thousand views on this video it's never going to work out like that's not that's not the goal the goal for us and i'm sure every person's a little bit different with what they create but for us the goal or for me i guess uh, personally is like the goal is just to educate and do i think this needs to be out there yeah. or do i feel like and sometimes i'll be like should i just share this like sometimes i'll think that like i think oh, maybe this could help other people so i'll just share this um and if it doesn't come from that place then it's it's doomed to fail like, yeah to your point for for me the reason why i'm doing this podcast uh is not for the glory the gold medal the, but the you're accolades, so famous now we get stopped every time we go the out bajillions of dollars no none of that matters honestly mm -hmm. the reason why i'm doing it is uh one to put myself out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. <clears throat> to challenge myself to to uh, enjoy a different aspect of of creating mm -hmm. i've never done this before so it's kind of fun it's also daunting and it's fraught with failures and i think for too long i was giving myself a free pass and not getting out of my comfort zone and not experiencing enough failure so i decided to fail publicly <laughs> no but i think like, and i think it's good because there, i think it's very good there's moments where uh i'm proud of you know stuff that we've put out out of 51 episodes i've got a good 10 minutes of material you know to take on the road and well, it's a good 10 minutes and, and that's something to be proud of and i think a lot of people don't recognize that there's a famous thing Michael Jordan said I I, I fell down 10,000 times oh, before yeah. I made that basket that you guys all love in that footage well you could even look at Tom Brady who was like a horrible quarterback like going into the draft don't you remember he was not very good and no, he, he said I wasn't drafted. very he was good like he was like second round or uh -huh. something. and he said I knew I, I wasn't very good and I needed to, he like put all his effort and focus into yeah. it to become who he is now and people would be like he's the best now right and I think that 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 kind of speaks to even what Rebecca, our friend Rebecca Zamolo said to me, she was like, I want to fail big, like fail yep. hard. Like I'm going to do it. I'm going to try. I'm going to go all in. And she does that. And I think that there is something to being uncomfortable, putting yourself out there, knowing that you could fail. And that's why I think. And it didn't kill you. So no, you survive it by putting this content out uh, and having mistakes publicly. Mm -hmm. You know, do I speak eloquently all the time? No. But I do it. And then you realize, oh, you know what? If I stumbled in public in front of tons of people, it didn't kill me. It doesn't kill you. Yeah, Th that's powerful. Then I, I'm if you strike me down, I will rise up. No, it's the salespeople of the Northeast <laughs> under the bludgeonings of chance. My head is bloody, but unbowed beyond this place of wrath and tears. 
looms but the horror of the shade, and yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. Listen to this. Young Nicole mm-hmm. has, has transformed this podcast, 15 years old, and, and, and steered us in a direction that's probably the deepest direction we've been in a while. Mm-hmm. It's good. It is. Thank you. That, that but means I think a lot. there is something big to like allowing yourself to make mistakes and fail. And I think that's my biggest pushback against like cancel culture as a whole or people not wanting to to like what we we're talking about earlier, like, oh, their content sucks or something. It's like, no, I, that's just not content that I want. And I, I think the more we can do that, the better we can all feel and be because we should be allowed to make mistakes and say things we don't agree with anymore or you know and then learn and be better because that's that's like the human condition we should be putting ourselves out there trying new things being uncomfortable learning getting up trying it again doing it you know yeah there was probably a time where taylor swift performed in front of an audience and the whole audience was like oof, <laughs> you know like oh i'm sure oof. she was probably four years old you know, no, at 11, she did like her first performance where she did. The, it was like sang the national anthem in Pennsylvania at some game. You don't get to that point, though. She oh, it wasn't, it wasn't like a big game. It was like a local softball game or oh, something okay. like it okay. wasn't. A, it was like her first performance. Wow. Uh, oh, I have a Celine Dion story for you. Oh, uh-huh. yes. I, I said that like story, quite the Anglo. But yeah, no, you said Celine Dion, which is like not I would say Celine Dion. So you said it as a francophone. When I was in high school. Francophone light. Me and my buddy were like, hey. uh, So we went to one high school, St. Thomas. Mm -hmm. Uh, My sister went to Pierrefonds Comprehensive High School. And we we knew that Celine Dion was coming to PC, Mm -hmm. the the other high school, to perform for St. John Baptist. Was she uh, famous yet? Yeah, she was. But she wasn't famous like. Like famous. Like she is now. Like. I think it took Prince. Uh, Prince had like brought her career to the next level. Sorry to like exposure oh, yeah, yeah, to the yeah, American yeah. A&R market. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could be wrong, uh, but there was some sort I mean, of tie her voice in there. is amazing. She's a genius when it comes to, uh, I, I don't know about the rest of her life, but when it comes to music, fantastic. Right. I always thought it was weird. She married her manager. was like a gazillion years older than her. Yeah, it was odd. She's like a, a child. You build relationships in weird ways as a human. It's like Mariah Carey. She did the same thing. Tommy Matolo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, she flew in to the high school, uh, football field or whatever you want to call like it. On a helicopter? On a helicopter, landed, got off, performed on some little tiny stage to 500 of us. <laughs> That's and I was awesome. Like, Wow, there's a lady who is on uh, Music Plus, you know, like, uh, which is much music, but the French version. So in oh, okay. Quebec, we have, uh, or I don't even know if it still exists, but much music is the Canadian. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, Sabrina MTV. will let us know. Or some, we have a lot of Quebecois out we there, do. so they can let us know. It's interesting. You find your people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the French version, like, so you were aware of her because sometimes you watch the French uh, music videos, you know, and uh-huh. like, she was on the radio everywhere. She was blowing yeah, like, up. At least locally, very famous at the very, very least famous. at that time. Yeah. and uh, But she still hadn't made... You oh, know, the Titanic uh, and the... Oh, yeah, or the Robin Hood song. No, that was Brian Adams. Uh, well, she did Titanic was when I became aware of her. Uh, Titanic? No. Titanic? Uh, um, but I was in high, like, But then she finished her point, song. So like, 96, 95. blew, like, a thousand kisses to the audience. She got on her Air Force Two helicopter like she and flew, flew away. away the the yep. French Air Force Two. And uh, it was awesome. And then we got on our scooter, I think, and we went back. I mean, oh, cool. Back. You got to see her. I think those small... I mean, it small... was okay. Like I didn't know I the mean, songs, but the, those small concerts are so cool. It's in like, hindsight, I'm like 500 people at a high school event, yeah. and the fact that she know. came and did it, I think that's cool, and it's important to like give back to your local community yeah. too, and that's probably what she it's was like, doing. 
Oh, even though she's from like, I know like very, very small town. Yeah. But, um, that reminds me of when Ashley, my friend Ashley and I in high school, actually I think it was in college. I'm not done. Oh, Oh, as she, you know, blew all the kisses, Mm -hmm. I'm standing in the audience and, and I, I didn't really know her music, but I was very enamored by how powerful of a singer she was. Her voice is amazing. It was amazing. And as she got off the stage, she waved specifically to me. Oh, I'm sure she did. And blew me a kiss. Did you never wash your hand ever again? No. And then I, we made eye contact. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did the call me sign. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she she waved. She blew another kiss. And then I looked next to me. And sure enough, you know, it was someone else that she was. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. But can you imagine if. if uh, Some people think that, though, that like you got to be careful about blowing kisses. <laughs> 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 you might create a super crazy weird fan that like. Mm-hmm. kind of scares you create a parasocial relationship that's what we were listening to watching frenemies the other day and trish paytas was saying how she has a security guard and i was like makes sense i guess gotta be safe safety first well yeah especially when you cause so much uh upheaval in- yeah but anyway when she said that i was like oh, wow but i guess so yep wow um but i have a story not a big story not like as exciting as celine dion but um my friend ashley and i we it was, oh God, it had to be my freshman year of college when I was home, probably for summertime, but everybody who went to like UW and other state schools had school longer. They didn't get out to like end of May, beginning of June. And we got out in like end of April, I want to say. So I was home before everybody else, which was kind of cool. Cause then I got to go see my friends at their schools and see UW and like sit in the quad with people who thought it was warm out. And I was like, it's like 67. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I'm so different already, you know? Um, but Ashley had gotten us tickets to see Maroon 5. And I don't I don't recall if they were Maroon 5 yet or if they were like, it was like some wildflower or something was their name before. I don't remember. Um, but if you guys don't know, Maroon 5 had a different name first and then came to be Maroon 5. And it was around that time. So it'd be like 2002 that we saw them at Portland, at, um, Portland University, I think it was, or okay. PLU. I forget. But it was a small local like college, not even like a big university, like a local college. And there were maybe, maybe like 200 of us. I think it's cool to catch a, a band that is going to be something. It was right before their on. big album came out because they played a lot of the songs that ended up on that main Maroon 5, that very first album. That's the moves like Jagger, dude. Yeah. Okay. But that was not what was happening at that point. But oh, yeah. Okay. You know, their first album was, I can't even, you know, um, Sunday morning. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, anyway yeah but it was really cool it was cool to be in that small venue it's like i love live music i miss that probably the most so you would be og uh og for that band i mean maybe i'm not really a maroon 5 fan anymore i like that one i'm gonna tell everyone you are don't katie oh huge fan oh my god og maroon 5 no you know i'm more of like a third eye blind fan but when they and they came to pepperdine and that was fucking awesome and it was funny because they cussed and talked about drugs and stuff because that's the Maroon 5. And they were like, oh, sorry, your university told us not to. And people were like, hey, yeah, you know, people get so excited. But we had, I thought, I don't know if Pepperdine still do, like holds it down like they did when I was there. But we had amazing musical guests. We had, thir- I mean, to me, Third Eye Blind at the time, super hot band. They amazing. used to be really big. I was fucking I mean, they're still so big. excited. They, they draw a crowd da- um dashboard confessionals that's a big band that's a real band i was so excited i have this old i wonder if i still have it but my old digital camera because before you had phones that took photos you guys i know we're old you had like digital cameras and mine was like the size of like a brick mm. 
and I have a picture of because the main the lead guy from Dashboard Confessionals came out on the balcony where they put them. So if anybody comes to Pepperdine, they put them in like this suite. It's like a three room, like it's like a place where they stay. Essentially, I think it's like a hotel of sorts, and they it's right across from Firestone Fieldhouse, which is like our place where we play have live bands and our basketball players play and all that stuff. Okay. And um, anyway, he came out on the balcony and was like, hey, it was so good to meet you. And I was like, <laughs> taking my pictures like a fucking <laughs> lunatic. I was so excited. It's fun when you brush up against celebrity, you know, <laughs> even from a distance as a fan in the crowd. Mm-hmm. It's great. I mean, uh, I think one of the first people that, that or there's a couple of famous people that I, I came in contact with in high school, mm-hmm. but um, it, it you remember those things. They don't, whatever, oh, because not. they they see people all the time. But what was his name? He he was in. Um, he was on Agents of Shield. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Blair, Blair Underwood. He was on L.A. Law. Blair he Underwood was the shit. School. He was awesome. He was on. Sec- he was in Sex and the City. Dude, he is the shit. First of all, he's a great actor. Second of all, um, good looking guy, man. Yeah, he's a handsome fellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came to my high school when I was in. I think the the ninth grade and mm-hmm. I was part of the student union and I had the task of, uh, of, of saying hello, like being part of the greeting committee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hello. Welcome to our, our school, Mr. Underwood. Uh, you know, it's a real pleasure to meet you. I, you know, I really like the TV show LA law. And one day I hope to be a lawyer, you know, whatever, you, uh-huh, you whatever your, a little, your little steel. Yeah. And he's like, sh- uh-huh, I'm doing this for is. community service kid. I'm just uh, here. No, he, he said he was lovely. His uncle, was my all-time favorite uh, teacher. Oh. Who is a, uh, what's the teacher that fills in for other teachers? Oh, substitute. Substitute teacher. And this dude used to roll between uh, my sister's <laughs> high school, my high school, probably the whole area. He was just the local. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Like, you substitute teach. And yeah, but he would, like, sell you watches. And, uh, you know, he would always have stuff to sell. Uh, what was his name? Shit. I, I must have had him as a substitute teacher throughout high school, maybe like 20 times. That's and so funny. My sister will remember him for yeah. sure. PJ Let probably had him. him. Yeah. But anyways, he was like, hey, uh, you guys like uh, Hollywood, you know, like <laughs> actors or whatever. And, you know, and one, yeah, one day. Yeah, that's a big he, deal. Well, Fuck, he man, said. Blair Underwood's like huge. My nephew is on L.A. Law. And everyone in the class, Psh, get, get, get out of here. Whatever. Bullshit. You know, we're in Montreal. This is like, come on. He's not my, my nephew, you know. Sure enough, he brings him into the school, and I—that's so cool. I was like, "It's it's a famous person." Is Blair Underwood from Montreal? No, or his uncle just—I don't even think to... he's Canadian. I think he's—I I thought know he was American, from. but I didn't know. He ascended from a cloud. This heavenly oh, creature. The he guy. was on, yeah, the Agents of Shield. He played such a crazy character. Yeah. it's such a cool, yeah. He was like a hedgehog or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, his ways lead under ways. About an hour later, we had to part ways, and he and looked back. Like, he said, "Sean, you know what?" I'll never remember anything you say, <laughs> but one day I'll be on your podcast. You said no, and I said okay. Not. Okay, what's a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I was taking notes. It's like this guy is crazy. No, that's but it's it's funny how you you have those kinds of stories. Um, I was even thinking last little concert that I went to. Yeah, and it's it's really cool. That's the thing I will miss about LA. But Austin has its own music scene and stuff. But Rocio and I one of my close friends we used to go to live music all the time like yeah. that was one of our hangouts like what we would do and we went to i want to say it was the el ray or maybe no it was the music box okay we went to the music box these are just venues i'm mentioning in los angeles went to the music box and saw tegan and sarah Ooh. i don't know i think we had started dating maybe or it was around that time 
Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, we were already dating because we, yeah, I was I, like I, I had it's... quite a bit of their music, um, and I loved. And it was funny because there was like nobody there. It was like mm-hmm. two hundred people. It was super small, and we got to be right up front, and not even right up front. Like you have to push your way, and then you're super close, and people are like right up against you. It was like wander in, listen to the music, go grab a beer, come back. It was super cool, and I will always remember that. And then we tried to get tickets to go see them, and it was sold out. And she was like, "They're super what famous." The fuck? The... That's like when Shaw Day was coming to LA after being because I fucking love Shaw Day, you guys. Good. Good luck ever getting tickets we, to see Shaw We both Day. got in. Exactly. It was like Wait, 10 a.m. No, it was like oh. 10 a.m. The tickets were on sale and we both, Rosie was like, how much would we pay? And I was like, I paid two fifty. She's like, me too, me too. Okay. Sold out. We couldn't even click. It was like, click the link. Sold out. Here's the deal. I was like, womp, womp, womp. There is no better <laughs> sultry music than Shaw Day. We danced to that. Our first song, our first uh, dance at our wedding. Beautiful voice. Beautiful so beautiful the vibe that you get from it and just like whoever arranged it if it's her brain she's she's doing this composition or if she's like in she partnership like and elton john bernie yeah topin or whatever his name is yeah if she has a partner but whatever it is it's magic and if she put out an album tomorrow it'd be magic it would be huge if she went on tour tomorrow it would be sold out the only problem with that is that she's so good and so popular and it's adult contemporary i guess at this point mm-hmm. That you're competing against everyone else. Who has a shitload of cash. Yes. It's and not like cheap shit. Like when we went to Tegan and Sarah, I think tickets are like $45. Yeah, it's like going to the Super Bowl. It's going to be like 2500 bucks. Yeah. And you know what? You well, we part thought two, with that money. We thought 250 like, was like, we were like, okay, yeah, well, I think, it, I don't know what our max was. And Rocio might listen to this and be like, it wasn't that. It was 175 But we thought it was a shit to load of cash for us yeah. personally to be like, no, I'm, I'm going to pay this for it's like insane. some good, like George Strait. Yeah. I was supposed to see him April 25th of 2020. Moment of silence. <laughs> but you want to, you know, the, that never the, were. that's the beautiful thing about music is that you can find the artists before they're somebody mm-hmm. by being a fan of the arts and actually uh, going, to, not right now, obviously, but going to see shows like well, yeah, in we, LA. Yeah, we would go to, one of my favorites was Hotel Cafe. It's amazing. They break artists all and the Tom time. Just, our friend Megan Tonjes sang there. She did such a good mm-hmm. job. So, I, yeah. You just have to be willing to get out there. There's a, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a huge Guns N' Roses fan. Oh, GNR, yeah. Like, huge. Ho- huge, you guys, huge. If uh, you're listening to this, Axel, you owe me $75 from the riots in Montreal in 1992. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You I was happy ven- to participate. You can Venmo me. Or, I mean, uh, be there. You can Venmo me. <laughs> exactly. But I'm, I'm a huge fan. I was then. Mm-hmm. I was when I saw them and I still am to this day so thrilled they're putting out new music. Yeah. However, this is maybe one of the top five rock bands in the world. You've got ACDC, you've got them, you've Their got Stones. Their fans are fucking nuts, man. You guys are everywhere. They've been touring for like, yeah. or until the pandemic, they'd been touring for like two years straight, mm-hmm. three years with, and just sold out all the time. And it's amazing to see. Well, you want people that you love to be successful and you want to be able to see them. And that's globally. The cool thing. Yeah. It's stadiums. You're selling out stadiums. You're like Dave Matthews. You're like the Rolling Stones, just packing them in. Yeah. And the fans will continue to show up as much as you're willing to give. However, even Guns N' Roses, there's footage of them 
early. Like I, I watch everything online about oh, them. Sean watches so many things. old concerts. Oh yeah, it's like that little bar. Remember, it's, it's like there's people like talking and stuff in front of them while they're trying to sing. They had some videographer set up a camera, and it's cool, you guys. It's like a hotel bar. I'd encourage you to look up your favorite artists on YouTube and find like the old shit. Like if you if their first album came out, let's say in like 1990, like look back at like 85. Or, yeah, 88, and you'll find some of these films, which reminds me of our friend Jules who sings at, she, well she used to sing at our local pub and we would like offer to film or she have a friend that was filming it and I was like I always think of stuff like that because you just don't know what will become and you know it's really cool and trust your instinct if you hear something early on you're like there's something there yeah, I like them that's good yeah there's this dude PJ Girton mm-hmm. uh, yeah I think it's Girton mm-hmm. um, in Massachusetts I met him through the SJC uh, oh, yeah, Drumheads drum TV show that I did and PJ worked in the wood shop, but he had a band and his band put out an album, uh, Pro Reynada, Pro Reynada. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was the name of the band. And while they weren't the biggest band on the scene in Worcester, At Mass, that time. Mm-hmm. man, that album spoke to me. And I think I have pretty good taste when it comes to music. I think you do. And and it may not be everyone's taste, but when I hear it, I, I really hear it. It's crystal clear. And, and something about the music and I think that's for everyone everyone has favorite music but I, I think I have a good judge yeah. like I, I'm not maybe a pop sensibility person but or some things you don't know good country music either I do know good country music some but some I you think don't Dwight Yoakam is amazing that's the only one no I think that Who the, uh, the Dixie Chicks oh yeah they were good oh, more than good uh, they, they really had something that, that spoke current. to me Who's current? Well, I guess Dixie Chicks did come out with a new album recently. The Chicks. No, they're just yeah. the Chicks. Mm-hmm. Um, I they don't know. always be Dixie Chicks to me. Uh, I, I would have to look into that genre. That's like I'm Andy sure I going could... by Drew. Yeah. Jim's like, I'm not going to call you that. But I, I could I could find, you know, if I if I looked, there would be something mm-hmm. that spoke to me. Um, you know what I want from you guys? Sorry, changing the yeah. subject. Okay. Please email us. So this my request this week, I have a lot of requests. Feel free to ignore them. Um, I would like you to send in any of your celebrity or early concert stories. I want to hear them. Yeah. Who did you meet? Because um, in LA, unfortunately, who have you seen? Fortunately you know, like from a block or unfortunately, away. yeah. Because I've we've I have a lot of celebrity encounters, good and bad. Um, some surprisingly good and some surprisingly bad. We should make that bad. a segment. Maybe uh, yeah, when the people segments. write in their their letters, we'll, we'll share some more of ours. Yep. I've got some weird ones, you guys. Are you ready? Mm. But um, but yeah, share your stories. Share the, you know, your first like concerts with like small venues, people that you want to pay a bunch of money, concerts maybe you're supposed to go to in 2020 that you're bummed about and why you love that artist. Let us know. Yeah. Send it in to otdmpod at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that stuff is fun. But yeah, um, you do have great taste in music. And it's funny. I follow Busy Phillips on Instagram. And she definitely likes def- a little more like emo-y music than I'm always. In. I'm not always in the mood for that kind of stuff. But I found out about Waxahachie Fire around the same time you did. And we both agreed that we loved it immediately. If you are unaware of Waxahachie, I think so this good. is. And that's not her, her name. I think that's the name of the band. That's the name of the band. Okay. But her voice is just like. It kind resonates. of reminds me of Jenny Lewis a little bit, where it's like it's got a certain sound that you just feel it with her. It's yeah. so good. Fire is my favorite song. Uh, Although a lot of them are good. A shout out to two people that one is a Scandinavian, one is a Dutch person. Uh the Dutch these both these people, by the way, are not um they're at different you know points in their career. One person I think has put their career on hold, and the other person is actively putting out music. Uh 
one person is someone who found you on YouTube mm -hmm. and we went to uh, Amsterdam and I think she has a crystal clear voice and it's kind of like this real uh, nice sound and that's Maureen. Oh yeah. Maureen Mau -mau. is fantastic uh, and I, I encourage her whether she still is interested in music to well, I continue. Know get, I know she has, she gets tired. I'll put Things a link in hard. the, her, she's a health issue. So yeah, but I still use your purse by the way with that gene. I mean, not now cause I don't go anywhere, but I'll put a link to one of her YouTube videos in, in the description. Cause I, I really do think it's nice. The other person is someone I knew through high school, mm -hmm. uh, Lena Anderson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's in the Faroe islands or something. Yeah. Cool. It, the internet does have some interesting aspects when they say, Hey, do you, do you know this person? Mm -hmm. You're like, Holy oh shit, God. I do. Haven't talked to them in forever. Exactly. And then you you get this window, like there may be people from from my past that are looking at this podcast going, yeah, he still hasn't changed. It's still kind of a jackass. But <laughs> it's you, so funny. I don't even think about that stuff. No, I'm but, kidding. But no, but it hasn't even crossed my mind when you said that. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure people watch all my shit. And they're like, although it's funny because I was on that YouTube commercial that rolled in the States around uh, Super, not Super Bowl. Uh, no, it was like a football game. Yeah. And of course the Hawks, the Seahawks are playing. So like, all of my cousins, uncles, grandmas, sisters, mothers, whoever yeah. was like texting me and telling my mom and they were so excited. My mom posted on Facebook. So that's kind of fun though. It was, know? it was cool. I didn't know it was going to be a commercial. So yeah. I was like, what? Oh, that's what that thing I signed that release for. Yeah. I'll put a link to, uh, <laughs> Lena's music as well. Yeah, in the yeah, description yeah. Check it out. It's, uh, it's Scandinavian, it's folksy and it's also excellent because it, it blends North America. Yeah. It's it's something. interesting to hear musicians at all stages. I think if something is perfect, that's great. Mm -hmm. But there's something about being there early, being like OG before it happens. I know. Because then cool. you can brag to people you're like, yeah, but you don't have the T-shirt from the first The tour. first thing that you did. Yeah. Dodie put out a new uh, song. And I don't know if her full album or EP is out yet, but I know she released a song. She's really talented. I know. Remember she got us tickets. She lets when she's in when we could travel and do things mm. when she comes to LA, we always go and see, and she lets us come behind and see her before. And she's so wonderful. Yeah. I miss those days. I don't want to think about it. It makes me sad. Okay. Live and music needs to come back because it feeds the soul. It seriously. Okay. So Jane, we're reading more of her stuff. That was the, um, Oh shit. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Jane. You're, no, sorry, you're Jane. fine. We were just, she sent through what she drew in her pictures yep. and we talked about that. And then she sends a bunch of ideas for shows and in treatments, one of them she recommends, we did talk about that, Euphoria. She says, it's very explicit, not suitable for everyone. And I've heard about that and I've been kind of scared. Little Big Lies, every, these are all, these are HBO ones. So Perry Mason, <gasps> my hey, childhood. Perry Mason is one of the best written uh, detective shows that's ever been. It's, yeah. um, it's right up there with, uh, with the greats, Agatha yeah. Christie sort of. Style, my, but it, with an American. I used to watch it with my pop all the time. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. His oh. favorite show, Perry Mason. I had certain shows that I would watch. It's probably because it's after school. It'd be like on at like 3 or 4 p.m. or something. Um, that and, Andy Griffin was yeah. an amazing actor. Yeah. Anyway, she sent a bunch of them. So I will look at these. Thank you so much, Jane, for sending them. And she said, I'm sending my best regards and virtual hugs and attaching the penguins and pictures as, as mentioned. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a friend. I don't know what I they say. The the da, 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 coming and back again around. and back again. Sometimes I want to hang out and play cards with my friends. I don't think those are the words. around the table, grocery <laughs> shopping and gossiping. It was Betty White's birthday not too long ago. 99. Yeah, last week God or bless her. I, okay, this is one of my celebrity sightings and I probably already told you guys this. 
but I was in a doctor's uh, not office. Not everyone listens to every episode, so this I, is a worthwhile one because she is a not just a national treasure, an international treasure. And it was, it, I really regret not asking her for a photo, but it felt inappropriate because I was waiting in a doctor's office. It was like, you know, just your regular primary care doctor. What in if Santa you guys had become best friends, though? Possibly. What if Betty White was to come over to her house and be like, hey, is Katie here? I was like, oh my God. you're Betty White. And what if, oh what if then she's like, hey, you, you seem really cool. Let's, you know, hang out. Let's get a glass of wine. And I'd be like, what? Um, but much I think she knew, obviously, I'm sure she gets it all the time, but I'm sure she knew I knew who she was because she came in after me and she was very spry, like walk fine, not like an old lady or anything like, you know, not difficulty. It's because she gets all the stem cells. Right. She's just hopped up. But man, anyway, and I, I'm sure my face went from, you know, bored, bored, reading a magazine. When am I going to get in here to, oh my God, that's Betty White. Because I was facing out towards the door. You know, the chairs and waiting rooms are yeah. so weird. They're like ziggy zaggy. So I was facing the door. And when she walked in, I was like, eh. and she was in with like, she had a friend with her that was around her age. I think just, I don't know whose appointment it was or whatever. But anyway, I was, just, you know where you don't, then I got called in. So I didn't have much time. But in, I had enough time. But in the time that I had, I didn't make the decision to ask for a photo. Wow. How relevant is she to this day? Like the Internet is enamored with her. You know, uh, she, she's been in everything. If you look at old game shows, mm-hmm. she was on every single like Million Dollar Pyramid, The Password. Or she's just been show. working forever. And you see photos of her. I think she started to become famous in like the late 50s where she starts hitting roles mm-hmm. or getting roles. I could be wrong. I, I don't really. So she'd know. been like what thirty? I think she was in her twenties. You had to okay. hit when you were in your twenties. When you're, you know, back in the day, I'm especially sure still. Women. Like if I was like all of a sudden yeah, I want to so be an actress, maybe it was they'd be in like, the early fifties, mm, late forties. Maybe. maybe she did a couple of movies, but I don't know. She just she had staying power, and she got to see everything. Like Americana at its height. Mm-hmm. It means she lives. I'm sure she lives around us. If she was at a doctor's office here, right? Oh. <laughs> Because it wasn't, I think it was like on 20th or something. I'd be too shy. I couldn't I say could hi. never. I like, had a chance and I, I was like. I would avert my gaze. Uh, 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 and then like, I would look through my fingers and be like. No, yeah, it's like when I saw the waitress much. from Always Sunny. Yeah. I was like. Oh. And then I was like, is Charlie Day going to come? Because I know you're his wife in real life. He didn't come. Hmm. Okay. I have three questions left. Is that good? We have time for three more letters? Oh, we can certainly do three more. Let's, I'm enjoying today's conversation. Me? Always. I feel like. It takes a little while to warm up, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we hit a stride of warm conversation. Warm it up, Sean. But I wonder if today was because we walked around for mm-hmm. two hours, and we were conversing for two hours, and so we needed a little break until we got going. I don't know. So I'm going to tighten this one up. Maybe. You think we needed more warming up, even though we were already talking? Maybe we were too warmed up. Too warm. I was too Over, limber. Overly warm. I didn't trip you, over my tongue as much. Maybe so. you stretched too much, and you pulled a hamstring. Pulled a hammy. Okay. Ready for some thoughts that don't matter? I'm ready for some thoughts that matter. That's what it says. Thoughts, some thoughts that don't matter. Oh. Hi, Katie and Sean, dear audience of the podcast. Only after the last podcast, I realized that not only Katie and Sean have a worldwide fan base listening to the wonderful OTDM podcast, but I too have a worldwide audience. And it seems like they like my contributions as I haven't heard of the thousands of, as I haven't heard of the thousands of letters coming in who request to remove me from the staff writers team. So thanks to all of you, be it in part Africa, Azerbaijan, Hong Kong, Australia, the US, UK, or any other part of the world. If you team with us, you're worldwide, baby. Mr. Worldwide. You are the best audience I've ever written for. 
But actually, now the secret of my existence has been lifted, as I obviously only exist in Sean's head. Can you imagine how much mental strength there is that Katie believes she has actually seen me and spoken to me? Remember you said he was a figment? Snicker, snicker. This, this is, is all a plant. I heard this, this guy on Fiverr to... <laughs> Pretend like you're from Austria. He's actually from Barstow. No, 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 no. Please, do you think Austrians look like that? That dude is definitely from Barstow. He's like rock and roll, plays LA on the weekends. If anything, Germany, because he kind of looks like Jürgen a little bit. He does look like Jürgen. Yeah. When it was only a suggestive intervention from Sean. Well, at least I know now that I don't have to address the universe to fulfill my wishes. I only have to let you know, Sean. So as a starter, I have some amends you can make to my existence to start easy can you please relocate me to a milder climate? Yes, sir. Uh, where would you like to go? Please hold, please. He says, I don't like the winter that much. And okay. I could live with year round moderate temperatures in the 70s and 80s. Have you Lots thought of, of sunshine. The south of France, perhaps. Living uh, near the beach would also be fine. Okay. Yes. So Good. can you please rearrange my whole existence in your mind? That would be great. Thank you. I'm manifesting it now. You okay. have a Ferrari. You're living in the south of. Mm-hmm. No, not a Ferrari. He wants a Mustang. Oh, a Mustang. Mm-hmm. Yes. How You're having a gas American gas guzzler. You're living in the south of France or south of Italy or something like this. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. Now I know that I that I can expect only imaginary checks for my contributions. Never mind, as I am only made up and can spend the money in my imaginary world. LOL. This is Christoph, and he is very much real. By the way, there is no possibility I could ever top the story of the stolen penguin. I know. Sue, you killed it. This still makes me laugh, and I can't imagine the embarrassment calling the zoo that the kids took an animal home. A great story for long winter nights. Oh, and hurry up making money with the podcast so you can send us checks soon yes, as I will lose dividends. my job this summer. Yeah, Christoph is getting laid off this summer. Ah, son of a bee. It's, it's okay. The company calls it restructuring. Don't you hate when they say that? It means uh, reorganizing so that the, they call the shareholders have a uh, better profit margin. Uh, corporate shareholders are... Yeah. Uh, it's just it's, they call it all sorts of things. I've been through that too. They call it restructuring when in reality they just lay off 15% of their workforce in Austria. Thanks to employee-friendly labor laws, they have to give us several months' notice as they prepared a pretty nice severance payment. Oh, sweet. For my 19 years of service with this company, I will receive almost two annual payments. Hey. Although tax will take half of it. Oh. Mm, Taxes. Taxes, am I right? But it will be enough to pay off all my debts and get me one or two nice guitars. Hey, buddy. I know. All right. We need to know more about the guitars. Oh, and congratulations. I'm excited about the debt freeness, but also um, the guitars. And what kind of guitar are you going to get? Let us know. Would it be something from Quebec, like a Godin? Uh, You may know about this guitar, this luthier. Uh, They seem to be making really beautiful equipment. Maybe there's something from Austria. Maybe there's a a company. Perhaps you're going to go big and go with like an American. Yeah, Gibson. Like the Cadillac of guitars, you know, uh, maybe it's a Fender. I don't know. What are you going to get, buddy? Let I'm us excited. know. Sean's very excited. I am. <laughs> He's waiting with breath that's baited. Um, okay. And they will pay for retraining for another job, Oh, that, which is also good. Wait, hold on. Did he say that the government makes the company do this? Because if so, I think that that is it, a... It's employee-friendly labor laws that they have to give them notice. Notice and retraining? Because I think that's the I key don't, part. Not I, just notice. It's like, just they have to give them several months notice and it says, and they prepared a pretty nice severance payment. So I don't know what the laws are. You'd have to look that up. He's so not notice, saying that. Severance payment and they are retraining. And then they're paying for retraining for another job, which is also good. I don't enjoy my job 100%. So I'm not too sad to lose it, but I'll miss my colleagues. We had a very good relationship in the office and even under pressure, almost everyone stayed human. All the best wishes from you guessed it, Austria. Now I have to check if this country really exists or if it's only made up in Sean's mind. 
Kristoff. Can you imagine what kind of a, a complex brain creates worlds inside their mind Be- with fictional authors. characters? Those are authors and creators of television and movies and stuff. This may not be real, Katie. I could be in some okay. vegetative state. But like, do I think of J.K. Rowling creating and I've Harry made Potter? All this up. It was like a whole other world that you could like go into. It was such an amazing, just like, it's such an amazing. Yes, and then series. is that the the system that someone else lives in because you're you're a fiction you're a creation of someone else's manifestation? You know what I mean? Like, what is reality? Is I don't, that, there's not enough time in this podcast for it, so I'm going to move on to the next <laughs> question. You know what I'm saying though? Like. When, when something is uh, a creative endeavor, like Harry Potter, mm-hmm. Wizarding World, all this stuff, people, I mean, maybe that, that is a real world that she's created. No. No? No. Saint Elsewhere, the TV show, mm-hmm. would beg to differ. Okay. The end well, of the fair. TV show. I'll talk to them. It was a, all about a hospital uh, scenario, like a ER or something mm-hmm. like that. The final episode, you found out that... It was all inside, if I get this right, all inside of an autistic boy's mind. Hmm. The whole series. And you're like, that's like that one show. Mind uh, blown. John Cusack is in where they're in like that hotel. Oh, yeah. And it was all in that guy that inside that guy's mind. And yep. it was actually his multiple personalities that they were killing off. Or multiplicity? Something. No. No. That was. Okay. No, no, no. Multiplicity is very, very different. And right. I highly recommend that movie. Sliding doors. There's all these, you know, you, when you start playing with what is the concept of reality, mm-hmm. I'm not saying any of it's real, you know, or it's not real, but it is very interesting to, to indulge what you think reality is. Especially yeah. if you uh, practice meditation, if you run, if you uh, are, you write fiction. Like- well, you can tap in. Well, I, I think what you're talking about is there's a couple of things. You can, I think we've talked about this. Like, I believe you can tap into like another level of awareness because a lot of times, like, even so. as a therapist, I know that most of what we do is on autopilot. And we don't really tap into like our full potential or our full realization. Yeah. Unconscious exists because we can't, it's not, it doesn't feel safe or we're not able to take it all in at the same time. Right. Yeah. So I do know that, but then, sorry, I've got podcast notes. <laughs> then on the other side, you're talking about like creative creation where yeah. you're just like, you get to like uh, write creatively about and create a new world. Yeah. But who's to say that you didn't create another multiverse? I don't even know, you know, like that that isn't reality for someone else. I mean, this isn't Rick and Morty. So. No, I know. But who knows? Who knows what the nature of reality guys, is? Somebody come and check Sean. I think he's lost his mind. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Next, next letter from Jessica. She says, Dear Sean and Katie, how are you doing this week? I wanted to say thank you for understanding my letter last week as I know it was all over the place and Katie did a great job at reading it. Of course, I do my best. I really wanted to write again and say to Katie that I'm a big fan of you and you have been helping me a lot with my mental health and my coping skills. And I feel like you describe me every time you talk and it helps so much, especially now that I feel like I don't have suicide ideation and I can put my name on it because of you. I never or put a name on it. Sorry, that was my I misread that. And I could put a name on it because of you. And I never knew what most of those things are called that are going through my mind. So thank you guys again, Jessica. You're very welcome. I think it's so powerful to be able to put words to things and have a name for it. Yeah, it's important mm-hmm. because otherwise it's just this amorphous uh, thing. That and you, you think you, it's only yours and like something's wrong with you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the shame spiral and then. I think that uh, goes back to one of the great things about the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there's a lot of bad things. There's also a lot of good, such as I can put a name to this thing that I'm struggling with, whatever it yeah. is, to be able to to look on the internet and say, hey, I'm feeling this way. And then 
understand right. it and like there's a name for this understand thing, gender dysphoria and what right, that means that was and, the name. and then to hear from other people who feel the same because like, that's the thing about i always think if like i was like 13 year old me like going back if we had the access to this i mean thank god we didn't because i don't need to be putting things on the internet when i'm 13 but i had to look in like the encyclopedia for shit we've talked about this and dewey decimal system all day long and looking things up which builds its own kind of character and if internet goes to shit or we're offline i can still figure things out but the access to other people so you don't feel so weird or alone i think is just so healing and amazing in so many ways when i was a kid i remember going to my grandparents house and first of all they had a lot of reading material so nat geo national geographic which i think used to be an amazing magazine i'm not i haven't kept up with it uh, in Barry, the last. you had so many in his office. Barry has a lot in his office, <laughs> and I loved it because I would go to his waiting room and I'd read Nat Geo. I'd show up an hour early just to read. He had like years and years and years of it, and his yes. wife was like, "You cannot bring those home." Right. And <laughs> but I'd go to my grandparents' house. They had Nat Geo, and they had uh, Encyclopedia everybody, Britannica. Everybody had Nat Geo. We had Nat Geo at our house and Encyclopedia Britannica. And I remember just loving the photos oh yeah of national geographic and being like this is amazing. going into my grandparents house because they had nat geo and i or not nat geo uh encyclopedia britannica mm -hmm. and then i could flip through things and, and find answers yeah. and it got to the point where i didn't even care about looking for a certain topic i just flipped through the pages Same. and you're like also Whoa. we didn't have cable television yeah i just be like let's see what's in b yeah and pull out the letter b and i'd be like <laughs> Or, or years. It depends on, we had the letters and you had years. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I, you guys, I, look it up. Encyclopedia Britannica. Wow, books. My dad used to joke because my dad, uh, he worked away from home a lot. He was a foreman in, he was a boiler maker. And so it was like a welder, essentially. And so he would go out on jobs and he'd be gone for like months at a time sometimes. And my mom, he joked, he was like, I'm never leaving for too long because he, I guess he was gone for like, let's say two months. And my mom bought this really expensive vacuum, Electrolux. Oh, that is the Cadillac of vacuums. And it lasted like my entire childhood. Like, I don't think my mom got a new vacuum until I moved. a canister moved, one? Huh? Oh, yeah. I, that's how your grandma fell off that thing is the canister went off and pulled her off of the stairwell. No, she fell. Okay, so. Oh, and the canister she was afraid was going to hit her. That's yeah. what it was. She stepped back. And long story short, his grandma tripped off the edge of a. A second story that didn't uh, have office. any railing. Yeah. Yeah, and fell into the stairwell, but didn't fall into the stair. She fell at the bottom of the stairwell. But she somehow Not bad was enough. perfectly fine. As she was falling, because she was vacuuming, she her tugged the Electrolux. And so if you know, hands. it's like you have the wand adapter. And then the tube. The, 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 the tube. And then the canister, which is on wheels, which mm -hmm. weighed the most. But it was so nice because it had little caster wheels. Remember you had to buy those like bags. bags and put them in. And then when it was full. Uh, yeah, but that vacuum, mm -hmm. Electrolux. Names like Electrolux. What and they a cool... were door-to-door -door salesmen because that's what happened. They came and showed my mom and she, we already needed a new vacuum. Oh. I think it was like $500. And... Oh, yeah. It's like a Dyson sort of yeah. deal where it's like But it lasted for but... like 18 years. Like I swear to God, you guys, my mom, and if my mom's listening to this, please let me know. I swear to God, she didn't get her shark until I was out of the house. Hmm. Like that Electrolux, I remember even the cord or the, not the cord, but the, like the, the adapter, tube, the, way the tube part would, it was all very sturdy, but the tube had like this weird, like plastic, almost like one of those like finger trap things that would go around it. And it was starting to get like pulled. Like finger chisin. <laughs> the finger chisin. Oh no, no. Um, but anyway, that thing lasted forever and did an amazing job. Wow. But, um, 
what was I saying? I got totally. This podcast is brought to you by Electrolux. The oh, new Electrolux oh. 2000 is coming so out this bought, fall. Stop. <laughs> I don't even know if Electrolux makes those anymore. We should check it out. But my dad said he wouldn't go be gone for too long because my mom bought the Electrolux and I think she bought the encyclopedias. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ma'am, I noticed that you're not that interested in the Electrolux, but have you considered Encyclopedia Britannica? I noticed that you have two young yeah, children in the house. Wouldn't you like them to be smart? Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, uh, <laughs> since the internet doesn't exist yet, we don't know what that is yet. Did you know that 80% of all college graduates had Encyclopedia Britannica uh, in you the had house? trouble with that word. I know. Well, I'm not a college graduate, and uh, <laughs> it's because my parents didn't buy. I had to go to my grandparents oh. to get the... Oh, so, the knowledge so hard for yeah. you but yeah so that i believe that that my mom was a sucker for a door-to-door salesman who isn't door-to-door salespeople are very good at their job i mean i was a sucker for the uh, the schwann's man yeah and he was a door-to-door salesman the first time i encountered a door-to-door salesperson it was a insurance person uh insurance salesperson and door-to-door yeah mm, they showed up at my apartment when i was like They're like are you protected from all they try to sell me everything and i didn't know i didn't know how to say no i don't have any money were you in canada yeah why Uh, would you need isn't everything paid through all of the taxes they take from you life insurance there's all sorts of different oh true 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 Uh, true but this person they tax you up the wazoo at least pay for your insurance but yeah i couldn't say no i didn't know how to like tell them hey buddy i'm broke so i listened to the whole spiel and the person was not a good salesperson clearly they didn't realize that i didn't have but it's okay you let them practice and that's very kind yeah being a door-to-door salesman has got to be hard. I remember there was nothing on TV, so it was okay. It was kind of like interesting. Like, like we talked about being calling people. That's like a, Oof, you know, it's a tough oh, one. So door-to-door is even harder. I unfortunately, when I was down at my apartment on Fifth, somebody came by and was like, "Save the ficus! They're trying to cut down our trees in Santa Monica." And I went through a very hippy dippy period. You met me during hippy dippy period where I was like, "Everything organic. I don't. I want to save the planet." Oh my god! And I still. We should save the planet. But I went through this big phase and, and I was broke. But I was like, here's $20, save the ficus. And those people hunted, like, could not get away from them. They would show up for everything. It wasn't just a ficus then. It was like. Once you're on a list. Oh, I know. It was everything. I think it's called the sucker list. And they right. sell that list right? to every other person. And they're like, like, save the insert thing. The whales, the beaches. the Yeah. The, you're on the Glengarry the Glen Ross the, list. You know, like, mm-hmm. these are the good leads. This is a juicy person who yeah. is. They open their pocketbook the second there's a baby seal or. Yeah. I mean, you know, I have signed some things too. It might have added to it yeah. where I, they'd be like outside the grocery store and I'd be like, that is wrong. When I used to shop at Wild Oats, when Wild Oats existed before Whole Foods bought everything and then got bought by Amazon. It's like a fish is just the bigger fish is eating the bigger fish. And then I don't get my cheap vegetables anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, well, well. That's how my brain works. All right. Okay. Yes. We have a couple more questions or a couple more letters. I think we actually have one. Are you ready? All right. We're wrapping it up, folks. It's our uh, final letter. If you want to send in your letters, yes. send it to otdmpod at gmail.com. Please. If you think that we're uh, spending too much time reading letters, let us we know. I don't think so. Feedback. We love your feedback. For me, the way the letters work is it's a third person in the room and it helps us. You're to, already here anyways. It feeds the conversation. So. I've been talking a lot, so I had to yawn. I'm sorry. It's not you. It's me. Okay. Hello, Katie and Sean. Hello. Howdy-doody. How are you both? I hope you're holding up okay in these difficult times. Rest assured, I think of you every day. We think of you every day as well. 
If you'll indulge me, I'd like to tell you a story. Something a bit different. I'm hoping this might be an interesting distraction. It already is. I'm so excited. Four years ago, I had quite an adventure. I was at a remote beach north of Adelaide. Do you know who this guy is, you guys? Are you ready? I was walking out of the water when I had a seizure. In just six inches of water, I toppled over headfirst into the shallows. That's scary. You can drown in just an inch of water, you know? You've got to be careful. Because I was fitting... Mean having a seizure. I sucked in a lungful of seawater and heavy gravelly sand. Fortunately, there were just two other people on the otherwise deserted beach. They were about 300 feet away fishing. Pete and Mary, my guardian angels, didn't flinch. They bolted toward me, dragged me from the water, and began CPR. Pretty good for a couple of retirees. Because they live only 10 minute walk from the beach, they later told me they don't normally take their phones with them. Reception out there is pretty bad. Okay. But today they did for no particular reason to save your life. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. There was a reason. Gotta believe in the universe. Pete managed to give me CPR for over 20 minutes. It was. Yeah. Wow. That's that's amazing. The Ardrosian cop rolled up. I'm probably saying that wrong. Sorry. Uh, Ardrosian? Ardrosan? Yeah. Ardrosan cop. I like to add in extra letters when I don't know how to pronounce things. (laughs) Rolled up in his four wheel drive and took me to the local hospital. While at the Adrosan Hospital, my heart was being zapped constantly with a defibrillator. <gasps> That's terrifying. Soon, the Adelaide emergency chopper would arrive and land on the local sports field. Go get to the chopper. <laughs> I've always wanted to take a ride in a helicopter, but on this occasion, I was unable to enjoy it. Dang. Between Adrosan and the Royal Adelaide Hospital, my heart stopped four times. Sweet Mother Mary. When I got there, I was rushed to emergency surgery. There was nothing less than... A world-leading surgeon in ECMO surgical procedures would begin a painstaking operation. Nothing but the best for me. For the uninitiated, ECMO surgery is where the surgeon's extremely dextrose fingers sever major veins and joins them in tiny tubes, which redirect deoxygenated blood to the machine where it's reoxygenated and directed to the vein. Wow, for its journey around the body. That's like... uh, when you have so dialysis, but the machine it's like, is oxygenating the mm-hmm, blood because he's not getting blood in his Fuck, system. We otherwise. live in such an amazing time. It's fucking nuts. Okay. So, okay. I'm hooked. I'm told it was just like in the movies with the nurse standing by and patting the sweat from the surgeon's brow with my family, family anxiously waiting nearby. A doctor prepared them for the worst. He told them that I would likely never be the same again. If I survived the surgery, they asked my parents, if you were in your son's position, what would he want? You probably know what that means. Spoilers. I survived. Hello. I survived the surgery. I spent the next two weeks in an induced coma. After I awoke, the real adventure began. I I was full of Can a cough. Can you imagine? Like, I can't, but yeah. I, I think about this every time I hear this. I woke up from a coma. Holy fuck. How many times have you heard that, by the way? This is my first time. You'll hear it, like, from time to time, whether it's on TV. Oh, on like the a, news or something. Yeah. So this is the first person we know who has... No, I get that. But like to happen. Jesus Christ. The fact, like I woke up from a coma. Mm-hmm. It, shit was really bad. They put me in a coma or I knocked myself or I was knocked into a coma. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is it's bad. Wild. Can you imagine waking up from that? Well, no, but I always think because maybe it's like the, because I was raised in a religion or maybe I just believe in the good in people or believe in like this universe that like, you put good out there, good will come back, you'll be okay. Gotta believe in things like that. They brought their phones because they were ready to take care of him. They knew CPR. You know what I mean? Like, 
it wasn't his time. Yeah. Sometimes it's just not your time. And other times you think, how could that have happened to them? And you're like, it was their time. Like that Night Stalker show, which I do not recommend, super terrifying, gave me nightmares. But they talk, uh, one of the girls, like their people survived it. And they're like, how come he didn't kill me? And I'm like, it wasn't your time. Like she was holding her keys and that bullet shot off the keys. Yeah. I was like, if that's not a sign to do something with your life, I don't know what is. Anyway. Okay, ready? I was full of a cocktail of morphine, ketamine, and antibiotics, and the hallucinations were comparable to my first experience of watching Poltergeist at nine years old. I also felt paranoia like never before. I made several poor attempts at escaping the hospital. I'm s- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love this. I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, people it do that. Me, like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. He's like, we're going to break out of here. I got to get out. Come on, chief. You can do it. You know, like Murray's trying <laughs> yes, to get he the guy, break. He wants him to throw the, the thing fountain. through the, mm-hmm, yeah. the water fountain. Mark Calder, his mom, Mrs. C, uh, oh, yeah? has uh, tried to uh, free herself from like, you know, when you go to the hospital, she's like, ah, yeah. oh, I don't need these. You know, Pull the IVs and, out. Yeah, I don't need these. And like, I'm going to get up and walk around, you know, sort of deal. And you got to, you can't. When the doctors do ask you to sit still, you have to sit still. <laughs> you're, you're supposed to be healing. You're, yeah. So he, a couple of ill fated attempts. Yeah, made several poor attempts at uh. escaping the hospital. I'm sad to say that most of the nurses seem to be suffering compassion fatigue. Oh, so they were probably kind of an assholes. And I, that is, right now, I really worry about that because they've got to be maxed out. Yeah. And people just probably being dickwads. The good news was that despite my family being informed I would likely suffer permanent brain damage, I didn't. In fact, sometimes I think I'm smarter now than I was before, but a little more reckless. I was told that my recovery was nothing short of miraculous, probably because I'm a badass. That's what I would say. You're a fucking badass. Yep. Yep. I often wonder if there was a reason for this minor miracle of survival and if I have some obligation to the universe. Then another part of me thinks maybe it doesn't really mean anything. I was just really, really lucky. But I know one thing is for sure. Everyone from Pete and Mary, from uh, who were quick to act, to all the first responders and health professionals, all had to do their jobs perfectly in order for me to survive. A few months after my release from the hospital, I met Pete and Mary. Ah, oh, cool. And we catch up one, about once a year. Oh, it's going to make me cry. That's so cool. There are two the, they are two of the nicest people I've ever met. This experience gave me a new perspective on life. I know many people have a story of luck and a story of heartache. I have one or two stories of heartache, but I try not to dwell on them. Life can be beautiful and it can be ugly. I try to focus on the beautiful yet not remain ignorant of the ugly. Oh no, I'm getting philosophical. I better quit while I'm ahead. (laughs) Katie and Sean, you're always in my thoughts. Take good care. Travel, travel, travel. Jeremy. (laughs) I'm just Uh, kidding. Just said Jeremy. (laughs) Well, that's wonderful to know. First of all, more about someone that we're following your story closely, Jeremy, and to know more. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Wow, to be on the the verge of death. It's cool. I've heard of stories on the news and stuff of people who were like lost a loved one in a car crash and they donated their organ to someone else, like a heart or a lung or something, and they meet that person. They catch up with them. Like they Mm -hmm. see each other every year. I, I feel like right now the world needs like more of those stories because people are so sad and at home and alone and angry and we're feeling divided and blah, 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 blah. And I really think that like that human connection of like, Hey, we share this world. We share this space. We, we have more in common than we don't. Why can't we just, you know, kind of lean into those kinds of stories. I don't mean to tell you your business, Jeremy, uh, <laughs> but you did ask a question there at the end. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it was, uh, do I have some sort of obligation? Mm. The answer is no, you do what you want to do. You live your life. However, yeah. knowing that, however, 
yeah, knowing that it, it could have been over or you could have been permanently transformed mm -hmm. into, you know, a different state of capacity uh, or incapacitated, I mm -hmm. guess is what mm -hmm. I'm trying to say. The fact that you, you got through, you skated, you, you know, nine lives and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, not that you're, you have any obligation, but wow, what a, what an extra lease on life to, yeah, to I do some that. nice things. So every nice thing that you do now, you know, uh, it's Pete and Mary and you, you know, the, the three of you or you and the, the, the first responders, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, everyone, you know, it's the ripple effect. So you, something nice happened for you, then you, whatever nice thing you do going forward, it's like, um, pay it forward yeah i don't know how to explain it, but like i just feel like maybe this is what you're trying to say i don't know but i feel like when something like that happens and you you live through like you skated you got to survive it's amazing hopefully it helps you feel more empowered to just do what the fuck you want there's that too, because yeah. life is too short like it could be taken at any time you know life's too short to be angry at people on the internet life's too short for me to only wallow in the despair life's too short for me to not you know call my friend and talk about that or decide i'm going to do something you know yeah it, pursuing your passions too because yeah, time is book, fleeting create that video do that thing make that music whatever yeah yeah you, ha you have to pursue but that doesn't mean that you have an obligation. No. That just means that, like, as I joke with Sean, because uh, it's an old uh, commercial for Big Lots, Carpe Dealum. But it's really Carpe Diem. But and Big Lots had this old commercial. I say, Carpe Dealum, seize the deal. Yeah. But I was, you know, so, yeah, seize it, do it. You know, if you think, oh, maybe I won't do it. You're not obliged, but you probably should enjoy the time that you have. Because exactly. That's really it. I don't feel like you have to, you know. I yeah. think that's too much pressure. Too much pressure. Well, on that note, I'm feeling a little bit of pressure to uh, eat dinner. Are you hungry? I'm hungry. Tango hombre. Yeah. Okay. See? See? Yeah. Why? Listen, thank you very much for watching. We greatly appreciate you being here. Uh, hopefully, we didn't wander too much in the weeds. Maybe that'll be the name of the show Wander next year. in the weeds. Wandering in the weeds with uh, <laughs> Wanda and Wayne. You know? mm, it's a lot of W's. <laughs> so many W's. Have a wonderful week, you guys. Send in all of your fun stories, whatever you want to share. But also, we are particularly interested in celebrity stories, concerts before they were famous. Or if, you, if they were famous and you had a brush in with them, that's always interesting. Yeah, if you too. got to meet them, and then we will share in turn some of our hilarious celebrity that's encounters. That's the theme for next week. Celebrity, celebrity encounters. encounters. Encounters of the of the, the other side. Going, the other side. The seventh side. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave a review. And even if it's bad, just give it one star. But if it's great, give it five stars. Don't, what do you? That's a horrible sales pitch. <laughs> five stars all the way. Five stars all the way. Yes. Cool. Leave reviews, share it with your friends. We love you guys, and we'll see you next Saturday. Bye. Bye.